Hello, hello, fake nerds. It is time for another wonderful episode, and it is moving well into November. It's that holiday time of year, and I finally get to say two of the words I've been waiting to say. Ben Magnet, Mary McClunky. Ryan Eliopoulos, Mary McClunky to you. No, thanks. And Brandon McClure, Mary McClunky. McClunky. No, thanks. I'm Sparks Witty, and this is episode 168 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. This is the worst And a Mary McClunky to all. I was going to do, I was going to say McClunky. (laughs) <laughs> when you introduced me, I've been planning that for an hour. <laughs> oh, I've been planning Mary McClunky all week. <laughs> George Lucas, you 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 schemer. You got one more and just broke the end. <laughs> Good lord! Guys. I love that. I love the whole everything about McClunky. I don't think this I remember is the last now. one. I, I want another shirt. I I'm certain there is one more change to that scene after he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that he made that like comes out after it's his, his will and testament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep changing the scene. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I just, when that showed up and everyone's blaming Disney plus, like why would Disney plus do it again? And like, it was coming out. I was like, no, this is the final one. It was that from the like, 3d re-release. It's going to, it's going to be happened. that, uh, it's going to be like George Lucas finally passes away. And then a new version of a new hope comes out. The Lucas and, cut. Uh, and Greedo is uh digitally recolored red. Oh, he's like, this, yeah. is, this is the true oh. vision of what I always It's thought. so funny how like that scene, the original scene's perfect, and it just gets worse every single time. How do they keep doing it? How do you do it, George? For, the, for those of you guys who probably don't remember, but uh, for the audience... Or don't uh, even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Lucasfilm was going to, George Lucas specifically, was going to start uh, re-releasing the Star Wars movies, starting from episode one, in 3D. And they did the first one. Episode one. Bomb. I, by the way, I like the change to episode one, yeah. the CG Yoda. Okay, I appreciate that change. Okay, uh, that puppet's terrifying and fantastic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and um, so do I, Ryan. Yeah. He uh, he he had done a, what we now know as a re-edit of a lot of some of them, uh, specifically the Han shot first scene, which was turned into the Han shot Han shot second, and then the Han dodged and then shot, and now still terrible CGI. Like they shot there at the same time, and his head jerks to the side yeah, very and quickly. Now, and now he George Lucas apparently added for the 3D re-release. Uh, Greedo saying one more word just before death, McClunky. It it also allows so now Han doesn't do that weird dodge. It just cuts, and he's his head is already in the dodged position. Yes. So it's like McClunky and, is like oh. a threat. Yeah. So Han like has permission to shoot. I'm like, just stop, please, <laughs> McClunky, my baby. Pew. Uh, Apparently the word is in episode one. Sabalba says it really, and it's supposed to say mean something like I will be the end of you. Interesting. Or something like that. Sure. That's, I'll, I I'll allow that. it. <laughs> so, Sebulba. Yeah, Lucas couldn't help himself. One last go around before nah, he man, lost the gonna, franchise. It's going to keep happening until we die. I'm going to be listening for McClunky in episode one. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh, oh yeah. We've got to do that, that rewatch happening I'm going to have to listen speaking, for that too. Speaking of, this is a good segue. Uh, I wanted to ask in our opening segment, uh, What we all have Disney Plus now, right? We yeah. do. We do. What are our first impressions of Disney Plus? It's uh, it's definitely the first edition of this app. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It feels like Netflix 2004. They don't have a continue watching function. They don't have a no, lot of they things. Don't. And that threw me off a lot. No, the weirdest bug I encountered when I was watching The Mandalorian was the... You would think that language would be set in English since you know, we live in the United States and the majority of us speak English, but it was set... It's not good it, political, Ben. But still, it was set in <laughs> German. I was watching The Mandalorian after the in the first episode after the alien was done speaking uh, um, his alien language. McClunky. And was, mm-hmm. Sure, McClunky. And then he starts, we started hearing German. It's like, why is it set to German? But we turn on the, uh, we went to the, the audio file or the audio settings and it was set to English. But I was like, 
We're still hearing German. That's what happens. Why are we hearing 10 German? Ten million people at once try to watch your service. Yeah, there's a couple of t- there's a couple of people who've reported having like the Italian uh, titles of certain movies mm-hmm. uh, and living in America. So it's very strange. Uh, the glitch is happening, but this was going to happen. I'm not surprised. I no, actually. No, I when I got on and I looked at all the movies, I was like, "Wow, they actually have a lot more than I thought they would." Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Uh, yeah. Again, like it's very early, so like the categorizing and like finding things, it's yeah. not super intuitive. No, Please put not. on a continual watching set. That's thing. the fact that it's 2019 and it's Disney. They have all this money. Like I can forgive some things, but not continue watching. Yeah, that's like they have that's a, a skip, super bizarre give, one. Give me a break. They have a skip intro button. And they don't yeah, they have, have a something that's modern, button. but they don't have a. That's yeah. so silly to me. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm watching the new Ducktales, and I do not want to skip that intro. No, but it's, I'm, I'm watching. So I'm watching Star Wars Resistance, which, which are, by the way, out of order. <gasps> the new yeah. Ducktales are out of order. Yes. Wow. Yeah, because the first episode, woohoo, is episode four. Weird glitches ahoy. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's um, very odd. M- many television shows on there are out. Of yeah. Order. Oh, yeah. Is there more than there's more than five episodes of Mighty Ducks? Right? Because I checked to see the episode count. Of Mighty Ducks, I don't know off only the top of my head. Five episodes that are available. Each one's three I, hours I wanna, long. I want to say yes, but I don't know that off the top of my head. There has to be. I'm so glad. Old man, Lizzie. Old man Lizzie. yeah, <laughs> that's my trope. I love it. Uh, so there's a there's a 1999 Avengers show, guys. Did you know this? Yes. Yes. I didn't know this, and I thought I knew a lot about a lot of nerdy things. Yeah, that's the one with like the. the it's Wonder Man yeah. and Scarlet Witch and in Tigra uh, a lot of like like the 90s uh, yeah. Avengers and like I it's not a good show but the theme song is really bad and funny it's like the X-Men one but they're just keep whispering Avengers good <laughs> it's like dun dun na na Avengers and good. I'm like oh this is awful so I watched the first episode it's about Ultron creating the vision uh-huh. and I'm like it's cool that like the first thing you see is Ultron and Vision um, but it's not very good yeah I was watching so I started watching Star Wars Resistance mm-hmm. uh, first time first time okay. watching Star Wars Resistance because I was waiting for Disney Plus to watch it uh, I watched Rebels on DVD and mm-hmm. I was like I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna like how Resistance many seasons much. is that now Resistance mm-hmm. just the one season it'll on have, Disney Plus it'll, it'll ultimately just have two okay yeah the second season is airing currently gotcha um and as I'm watching, as I close out of the app, I have to be like, okay, wait, I got to find the episode I was on. And it's like, and they don't like, give a progress thing either. They do keep track of your progress. You don't have to start it over, start anything over. But yeah. like, just tell me where I'm at and let me, let me do it. But uh, I was going to say, so watch Stars Resistance. I really love Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. I, I love him a lot. I think, you know, I said Star Wars Rebels is my favorite thing in the Star Wars universe right now. Uh, Dave Filoni just has a really good voice for Star Wars. Uh but I'm watching Resistance and and uh, it's really pointless. Oh, and is he not on it? He is. It's his show. Oh, okay. But it feels like it feels it's like aimless. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it feels like some someone was like, "We need a new Star Wars animated show," uh, but, but we don't have a good reason why. But you got to do it on this on this section. He was like, "Okay, I guess." Remind me, is this between six and seven? It's between the it's first, just the before seven. First okay. season is before seven, but the new season it's set is set after be- last. Jedi. Is between eight. And oh, because Kylo's in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe they were waiting like like the Winter Soldier in Agents of Shield moment. I think Maybe that came waiting. later. I think that came later, but I do think this was like I think more like Dollhouse. Like Dollhouse was kind of aimless in the first season because Joss Whedon didn't really want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but then when it was given to his brother and his and his uh, sister in law. Uh, the show found a purpose because the writer finally was like, oh, now I know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with Resistance. Like, he was told to make this series. Uh, but it he, took him a while to find out yeah, stuff. Yeah, because it, it's just about like, oh, what's the First Order doing? And I'm like, I know. I know. I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. I've it's seen not, the movie. I'm not about, it's not about building the Resistance. It's not, telling us, it's not telling us anything new about that era, just that the First Order made the Starkiller base and they 
plotted to kill the Re- the Republic. Mm-hmm. We know that. What? Oh spoilers. yeah, spoilers. Oh my god. The first episode, you see the Star Killer base. Oh okay. And so I'm like, so when rebel when Rebels did it, Rebels was about the rebellion forming. But when they couldn't do anything different, they went to the Force and did something different with the Force. That's why the Jedi was on there. I never thought I'd ever miss a Jedi so much. Mm. And because they're set in a time where there were none, yeah, they can't do anything like that. So it's just this dude being like, hmm, I wonder what the First Order's doing. Find out it Every later. episode. Cool Stormtrooper designs, though. Captain Commander Pyre. Uh, voiced by Weather Wizard from The Flash, he plays uh, mm. he plays the red stormtrooper that we see. Mm-hmm. Good design, I like that design a lot. I'm into it. Yeah, that's my impressions of of Rebels uh, of Resistance on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Should I keep going with my Disney Plus thing? Just get that. If, out any, of the way? if we got more stuff to watch, well. I mean, I didn't yeah. watch very much on it. I watched a lot of the uh, a lot of the. I wrote it down because I watched actually quite a bit. I wanted to get like a good sense of what they what they're offering. Yeah. Um. So I spent most of the week just watching Disney Plus. Uh, I did watch Noel. Don't judge me. So <laughs> I was actually. That's that the, the the daughter of Santa, right? Yeah. That has been talked about for years. I forgot that was a thing, and then I saw the picture, and I was like, "Wait, is this that movie?" Yeah. So t- what is? Tell me about it's it. Cute. It's, it's cute. It's a uh, her brother is Bill Hader. That's right. And she has to go find him, and like you you know early on that she's destined to be Santa Claus, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Claus. Yeah, a little bit of Fred Claus. No, no less predictable than any other Christmas. Movie. Yeah, it, it's it's it was cute. It's you watched it as well. Sparks? No, I haven't oh, watched it. Yet. Okay. Like it's not it's not great it's it's cute if I understand why people don't like it because yeah. it's a little it's a little cheesy, uh, but I like Kristen but Kristen Wiig Kristen no no different than most Christmas movies Kristen, that are Anna out Kendrick there. I feel like if you know what Christmas like if you watch Christmas movies you know what you're going in yeah. for yeah. apparently um, I like Anna Kendrick what's the the uh, Amelia Clark last Christmas apparently that's also like totally just fine I actually really like that yeah I watched it this week did you okay uh, I mean I like those types of movies yeah uh and i like henry golding a lot mm-hmm. uh i've only seen him in the three movies he's done but he's great in all of them i love it uh i want him to be in the next james bond you heard it here first you heard it here first um i want him to be namor i feel you uh but also this last christmas is the only thing that i've seen amelia clark in that i liked yeah and i liked her specifically i thought she was really good in good it. good good uh i want to like her too as i've said i didn't like her in solo and i, and I don't like her in terminal genesis regardless of my feelings about that movie in general mm-hmm. um which I'm sorry, it's not up yet. It's going up this week. I'm sorry. Oh, the Terminator yeah. retrospective. Yeah, it's happening, folks. And uh, but watching this one, I'm like, oh, okay, I see the appeal now. I see why people like her. Uh, I liked her a lot in it. Glad. glad. It's got a, it's got a good little fantastical realism thing going anyway. Um, I watched the the, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. Ah, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, that's a good show if you really like Jeff Goldblum, which I do. Cool. So yeah, who he, doesn't? Uh, yeah, Everybody I could tell you a few people. Well, I watched I watched this video. I'm not going to call it out, but I'm not going to call it the the channel. But it was like why Disney Plus is bad or something like that. I didn't click that video because I didn't I didn't want to click in it and then see a bunch of recommended videos because that happens to be all the time. Yeah. I'm like I watch one video for an opinion and then it's like oh here's seven videos about why I'm a racist now. So <laughs> real so real quick, real quick on a similar note, I have to Damn do it, Watchmen. I have to do a paper right now for one of my classes where we're analyzing YouTube and its algorithms and whether or not it's Ooh. a good source for news things. Ooh, so we have to select a controversial topic and go through it so i signed out of my youtube account so i'm a guest because i knew what was happening very (laughs) smart cool so now like guest on youtube when i go there it's just all this white supremacy and all right videos and i'm like wow yep yeah i watched one video about (laughs) watchmen being bad and then it's like oh i guess i'm i'm a white supremacist now like these things (laughs) oh boy (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's, for, that's so true. But it, the the video was talking about like how this person doesn't like Jeff Goldblum, this person doesn't like docu series, so there's not a lot there for him. I was like, well, that's the difference on Disney Plus. Currently, there's just still already a lot there for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pref- that's why I'm really into it. Even I though it's really like, like it is early on, there's still a lot of content. Yeah, especially if you like Disney uh, and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, the yeah. first episode he did one was on sneakers, and yeah. I learned a lot about the mm. sneakers industry. That, I, like I could not believe about sne- uh, when he like he went when he you watched the world of Jeff Goldblum. I too. did, yeah. When he goes to sneaker con, yeah, sneaker con where they're just uh, they got thirteen million dollars in cash to buy sneakers. Yeah, sweet, straight Jesus. cash. Man, you guys had some time this week. I did not have. <laughs> well, I can do it while I'm working now. Yeah, Lucky. nice, nice. Yeah. I got you. Um, and a lot of the stuff you don't need to. The Mandalorian was the only one that I was like, I need to watch this on my TV. Yeah. I don't need to. Wa- I want to watch this. Like, I want popcorn and shit. Yeah, I would be watching. I, if it, I was I, obviously Mandalorian was the first thing I watched, and then I will be watching Ducktales. I would I, I downloaded Disney Plus on my phone so I could be out eating dinner or whatever by myself, and I'm just watching Ducktales. Yeah, I got it on all my things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched the Pix the two Pixar offerings, which are uh, Pixar in Real Life. Is they've only got one five minute episode on, and it's the Inside Out one. It was cute. Uh, helps us five minutes, and I watch the Spark shorts. Sparks, your shorts. Mm-hmm. He's uh, wearing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the four Pixar Spark shorts on there. It's, they uh, also have the Forky asks a question. Oh yeah, I watched There's that too. Two of those. We watched one of those. Yeah. It was yeah. cute. There's was a cute. second one out now. What is Friends? Right? Yeah. yeah. What? No. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. Yeah. That's good. No one told me it was going to be this way, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so I watched the Pixar Spark shorts, which were uh, the 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 yarn, the yarn one, the floating three, one. Three of which have been on YouTube for a while. Yeah, and the uh, Kipple. I'm getting there. I'm building the Kipple. <laughs> so yeah, I watched Kipple, yeah. the robot one, and now and then I watched Kipple, which is uh, which wrecked me. Yeah, wrecked me. Robot, well, wrecked welcome you. to the club. Because it's it's basically about this kitten who lives in this cardboard box with a stuffed animal. And he's kind of happy. He's got a good life. And a pit bull. Oh, we watched this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we did. And a pit bull is, uh, basically moves in next door because there's a dog fighting rink. And like from mom- from frame one, it's very stressful. I was I was working while I did, did a lot of these. And most of them, I'm just kind of like, and then this one was like, no, I need to know if something's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. The, I was like, the kitten's dying, the stuffed animal's getting ripped to shreds, and or the dog's dying. That's how this episode ends. I don't know how. And I was really stressed watching it. I loved it. I was that is the best one of that lot. Uh, the I kept tweeting about it all day. Like I, I watched all I watched all this all this offerings from Disney Plus, but all I could think about was that seven minutes of animation, which is a sign of good animation. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Effective. Yeah, and. Uh, the, the the creators of the short liked it. Good, <laughs> I got famous for a second. Yay! But yeah, I I adored it. Uh, I mentioned I watched Last Christmas also, and I watched Zombieland. I think you double tap. Double tap. I, was gonna, I think you watched that last week. No, okay. double double tap. Uh, I liked it better than the first one. I'll be honest. Mm. I think it's funnier. I think it's got a story. That's good. Uh, and it's kind of. Are there it, any surprises? Eh, no. It's no. Just a good time. Okay. Uh, you know what? No, yeah, I will say there's like a couple Bill Murray is like a big surprise in that movie in the first one. I think so. Like, yeah, is there anything cool like that in the second one? Maybe not to that not like, level. Th- not to that level. Yeah, especially if you've seen one of the trailers. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't think we have. I don't think we had. Okay. Uh, but I did like afterwards saw this <laughs> in the trailer. Okay. Um, there is a good surprise. There's like a really good surprise on kind of that level. 
and uh, there are some twists that I didn't see coming. Cool. But Abigail Brenson didn't want to be there at all. Oh. And she's the only one that it shows because they because everyone else is kind of like you know welcome home we're glad to be here uh, the chemistry is still there but Abigail Brenson was like I would like to go home now like she grew up she's like oh why did I say yes to this yeah pretty much that's a bummer it's bum town uh, I do want to talk about real quickly before I move on uh, I really want to talk about Immortal Hulk yeah because Immortal Hulk Galactus is- Hulk <laughs> so at the end of Ben just looked at Ryan, so I'm going to what? explain this for Ben. Dude, uh, you guys got to do read Immortal Hulk. <laughs> ben, Immortal Hulk is so good. I was tweeting some pictures about it. I, I'm sure you saw them. Yeah. Um, so in the latest couple of issues, uh, Al Ewing really likes the idea that there have been like eight, well, now uh, now eight uh, universes. The, the Marvel Universe is in its eighth incarnation. So at the end of the sixth universe, Galion of Ta who would later become Galactus, was the last living being at the end of the universe. So the sentience of the universe bonded with it and became the wor- the, 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 the devourer we know, mm-hmm. the Galactus that we know. Uh, so he was, the, he was that of, for the seventh and eighth universe, which was the universe before and after Secret Wars. Uh, are you following? <laughs> that, actually, that actually makes sense to me, yeah. but I also read comic books. <laughs> and then at the end of the ninth universe, quote, unquote, Bruce Banner is the final living being in the universe at the end of the universe. By the way, Mr. Immortal, it was in that same issue as Franklin Richards. Sometime in the future, Franklin Richards become Mr. Immortal is one of the last few people on the face of the planet. I mean, that makes sense because he is at the end of the universe in the history of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. He's talking to Galactus about the end of the world. I think maybe that's what he was referring yeah, to. Yeah, so, baby. So after that, uh, Bruce Banner kills him. May- oh, <laughs> Franklin. Oh. <laughs> My baby boy grew up. And uh, since he's the end of the universe... Uh, the sentience of the universe comes up as so the universe will be remade and much like I did with Galan of Ta, I want to do with you, Bruce Banner, and we, we will become the, the what Galactus was for the 7th and 8th, you will become for the ninth. But is it Bruce Banner? But is it Bruce Banner? It's spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the one below all, it's, by the way. It's worse than the devil. Has be, his, so Jack oh Kirby, Jack Kirby in the Marvel Universe is the one above all. Al Ewing has introduced <clears throat> the one below all like who you- made Gamma Radiation. Uh, he, yes, he made gamma radiation so the Hulk could be his antichrist. Guys, it's what the so f- good? I'm, the Hulk, so the Hulk has never been this cool ever. Ever. So at the so so the so we get to the end of the ninth universe, and they're talking about how the color green is death, and how the the world breaker has been destroying the universe since the dawn of time, and that they only have one last thing. And you're following these kind of like amoeba creatures, and mm-hmm. it literally looks alien, but so it's colorful. Super alien, yeah. Uh, and that's what the ninth universe is. And so then we see this giant Galactus esque Hulk. It's like Hulk wearing Galactus armor. Yeah, it's radical. And she looks inside of his soul, and it's just people screaming and in gamma radiation. It's a horror. It's a horror cosmic book. Yeah, like it's yeah, like we. I can't recommend this book. Enough. It's so so effing good i love it so much i also really love doomsday clock which i caught up on there's a reason there is a reason that like quality books sell there's a reason hulk is selling more than batman yeah it's because people are talking about this and i'm book. so glad that al ewing is doing well yes. because ultimates deserved way better than a god yes oh, that yeah. book was awesome uh but yeah so uh oh my god real quick oh no, sorry no go, go ahead yeah. I'll, I'll tie into it later so doomsday clock i just i'm one issue away from being caught up on and i really like it yeah, I I'm really so I'm like behind. It. I just kind of don't even care anymore. I, 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 you know, it's in my cycle, so my comic book pile, so I got to read it. So I finally got to, got there, and it. I think it is really good. Yep. The tenth issue specifically is a damn standout. Are mime and marionette anywhere to be found yet? Not in the latest couple issues. Yeah, it sucks. But I haven't read issue eleven. 
Uh, that's a bummer, though, because those guys kind of got sidelined for superhero stuff. Yeah. I think there's some... Well, there's stuff going on with Jeff Johns at DC Comics that we're not entirely aware of, and I think Doomsday Clock's part it's, of it. It's not in the news, but like Shazam was delayed like 17 weeks or something. Like, who cares anymore? Yeah. Just who cares? It's now back on track, though. It's been solicited monthly from issue nine. Mm. I, I don't believe it. it. I'm reading it. Yeah, I, just like, I, I like happens? Jeff Johns and reading, but yeah, reading Doomsday Clock. He's got Firestorm. He's got Superman. He's got Batman. He's got Wonder it looks Wonder. great. Still, he's got Black Adam. Yeah, Gary Frank's amazing, and uh, and everyone's like talking like they like uh, like they talk, and I'm like. You know what? As I am faced right now with the end of Jeff Johns at DC Comics, like that is coming, uh, and uh, looking back, Jeff Johns has shaped my view of the DC of DC Comics. He brought him back from the brink with, with Green Lantern. Yeah, so they were in a bad they were in a bad place after before oh, yeah. Green Lantern. And after 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 reading Doomsday Clock and reading all these all these characters, I'm like, damn. Like they're all that they're all that. Like the way I view these characters is just how Johns did. Yeah. Uh, and I I miss his voice so much in, in DC Comics and reading Doomsday Clock. Is kind of, so a lot of that went into my reading of Doomsday Clock this time. I uh, I am behind on Doomsday Clock, but I do agree. I definitely miss Jeff Johns being at like the forefront. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of good books happening, but like it's it's not the same. It's, it really isn't. Uh, Come to Marvel, baby. We got we got plenty of books for you. If he liked Marvel as much as he liked DC, but he would have bored Ben there right now. Uh, that's not true because Bendis was exclusive for twenty years. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, and Jeff Johns wrote the Avengers in the early 2000s. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's but he, like Don, he, but like Donny Cage, Jeff Johns has never shown a love for that's true DC comic that's for true. Marvel comics. So I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I I'd love to see his voice. What he could do with Marvel, honestly, I would too. Because I just want to read more Jeff Johns comics. I do too. Don't be too rich for us, Johns. <laughs> Anyway, he that, still wears baseball caps. He's not too rich for us. Yeah, he's got beautiful dogs, and his, mm-hmm. his wife is gorgeous. I met him a couple times. He's cool, dude. What's up, Ben? You want to go next, Ben? Oh, with what I did with my week or what I watched on Disney Yeah, Plus. we're still there. What would you do with your week? Oh, a whole lot because I had the whole week off, and it was freaking great. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, tie in what, tie in what you did with Disney Plus as well. I want to get a good uh, so thought um, of what we did. Yeah, Monday, Monday was just a chill day. Um, Sparks and I, we went out, um, ran some errands. That Brandon now has draped over him right now. Yes. Yeah, we went. Out you tweeted. You tweeted about it, and I was like, "Hmm, I wonder what he's talking about." No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did. You like went out to get my went friend's out to birthday get my friend's gift. birthday gift, and I wound up getting something for myself. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tweet you put out. I was like, "Oh, I wonder what that was." Oh shit! I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say what it was. I didn't say. That'd what be so it funny was. if you just tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> you <just laughs> tweeted a picture with it. It, it. He's focusing on the thing he got, but in the background is your gift, and you're like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> I am currently wearing my gift. Yeah, it is a Godzilla 1985 blanket. It's really nice. Yeah, because yeah, we it's comfy. Yeah, we went to a box lunch, and apparently the day they released them, they had a, a dark aqua pop final for when you fight her in Kingdom Hearts three. Cool. So of course I see that. Sparks also sees that and looks at me and goes, oh, Ben, you're in trouble now. <laughs> and they also, I, I like it when you do that, Sparks. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm staring at it. And also right next to it, they had Sora with the Ultima Weapon, which is a pop I really wanted and I haven't found until that day. So I just, I was just like, I, I got to get it. I caved. So I caved and I got both of them. And I put them up on my uh, pop thing. And I was like, your I'm, pop wall. Yeah, my pop wall. I'm like, I'm going to not tell Fanny and wait until she uh, realizes that they're there. Has she realized? Yeah, she realized. <laughs> she was looking and she's like, does that seem higher to you? I'm like, mm. so why did you have the whole week off? I, t- I took it off. I reco- no, 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 like, wh- what was the reason, oh, quote, yeah, it was, unquote? It was, it was my birthday. It was your birthday? Yeah, it was your birthday, too. It was my birthday. Double yeah. birthdays. Yeah. Our birthdays are one before, are, are a day, a day to, apart. A day apart. 
We celebrated at Universal Studios with we the did. Sparks. You were there. Got right. a couple of uh, Valentine babies. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are. Oh god. We I are. Uh, yes, I had to work because I took uh, like basically a week off for Halloween, yeah. and I did a whole. I did basically did what you guys did, just more spooky a version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. unfortunate I couldn't be there, but uh, you guys had a good time. I'm glad. <coughs> yeah, it was yeah. Good. it was fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry about what's his name. Who? You know what, what's his name? I do, I don't. Tom. Um, oh, we can talk about it later. <laughs> In the news? No, no. Uh, <laughs> not on podcast. Oh, okay, because no, like there's no reason to talk about it here. Um, go on, Ben. You're talking about your week. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think you're on Wednesday. What's up? I think you're on Wednesday. No, I'm still on Monday. Oh, whoa. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. So and then of course Monday night I'm waiting for Disney Plus to drop. So I'm just like looking on the on on the PlayStation app thing, and there it was. So I downloaded. It, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and of course I'm texting you guys. I'm like, holy crap, it's up. And first thing I watched, of course, was Mandalorian. This is funny. Um, I was at, I was, never mind, go on. Sorry. Okay. It's not funny. <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't want to reveal where I work. Uh, I was at work and a whole lot of people I work with were on break. And I was like there when uh, Disney Plus when, was dropping. Dropped. And so uh, everybody's like, we, we broke early, but we, none of us wanted to clock out. Uh, early, yeah. So, so everybody's sitting around for forty-five minutes. So everybody's on Disney Plus on their phone. Wow. That's cool. probably watching Mandalorian. That's really funny if you know where Sparks worked. Yeah, Universal Studios. Yep, that's where. <laughs> yeah, totally, Universal Studios. Um, but yeah, so Tuesday I went to a hockey game. Jeff got free tickets to a box suite, which is really, which is really cool. My name's Jeff. Yeah, Kings won the game, which is even better. That's cute. And then Wednesday, uh, Ryan was actually able to join me for this. My but my old roommate Micah was able to sign myself and Ryan into California Adventure, and we spent the whole day at DCA on Wednesday. Oh yeah. Yeah, we ate a lot of food, drank a lot of booze. True that. It was it was a good. Did you have a fun time? I didn't have uh, a fun time. I had a really fun time. That's good. I'm glad you had a good time, yeah. my friend. You got good. You got good friends. Good homies. Yeah. It was what good. else did you get for your birthday? Uh, what else did I get for my birthday? You got me chocolate. Oh yeah, I did. I'll be forever grateful. Yeah, I got you two parts of chocolate. And what? Mm, yeah. Let's, God, what else? Yeah. Thursday was just Thursday. Thursday was just chill day. Watching more Disney Plus. Um. Obviously, I watched Mandalorian. I was watching Ducktales. Mm-hmm. Fanny has been watching. Um. She watched the original Lady and the Tramp from the fifties. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she watched the original one. She also, we also. I do want to see that remake. We also watched, um, we've been, we've been like watching like random stuff on Disney Plus. Like we were watching, um, Disneyland Through the Seasons, which was from, uh, uh Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color from back in the yeah, 60s. I actually really like how they have, um, they have a, a couple of cool documentaries that haven't been available on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just like TV specials at one time. Yeah, I really like. I really appreciate oh, that yeah. we can watch the, go back through these documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's weird seeing Disneyland back it was in the '60s than it is today. So we're we're like we're seeing um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad before it was Big Thunder Mountain. It was um, Rainbow Ridge back in the day. So seeing just this little train go by, I was like, that's so weird. Choo choo. Yeah. Um, what else? What else did we watch? We watched we watched uh, Lava. That uh, Pixar short. Yeah, that makes me cry almost every time. And we also watched a uh, float, the the progressive the spark sh- like commercial. One float? of the spark shorts. No. The float. Oh, float. One of the spark shorts. Yeah, I did hear flow. Oh, so I I'll be with you on that one. I meant float. Float was really good. I really liked that one. And then that's the one with the kid who can fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we all float down mm-hmm. here. No, no, no! Don't. Well, we do. Stop it. We're floating it's right all now. the helium. Stop it for the both of you. Just a bunch of red balloons come up from the back of the <laughs> tent. <laughs> this is how I die, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 99 red balloons. Uh, Go on. 
Oh, yeah, bringing it back to Germany. That's yeah. a German song. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, then Friday, we just hung out at the house for a bit, went to um, Lost Levels in Claremont, where Sparks and his lady were able to join us. Wow. Just what? hung out at the house for a little bit. No, we, we didn't get breakfast that day or anything. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did get <laughs> breakfast. Cold. Well, I'm sorry. Breakfast is usually cold. Ben, what you got? Ben, oh, it's hotcakes. You know what? Hotcakes. That is cold because Ben is normally very descriptive. I know. The fact that he missed that. He missed I'm me. trying to get through. Jeez. <laughs> I did a lot. Ben. Okay. <laughs> you did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Sparks was kind enough to ask me to go get breakfast with him during the day, which no, Fanny I and I it. did. And then we went back to the house. He was able to join us at Lost Bubbles in Claremont where we played video games for a good few hours. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you guys know me. I freaking love video games. So that was one of my favorite things to do this weekend. Like Stephen King. You can like both. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Stephen King and video games. It's like one of the circles. Oh my right God, there, there should be a Stephen King video game universe. No. Uh, what Stephen, real quick, what Stephen King video games are there? Ben, think, what's Stephen King Let's think about it. Really think about it. They should do a Dark Tower. There's not. A, there's nothing Dark Tower. There's nothing The Mist. There's nothing Carrie. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sure there's a. Carrie I'm sure there's a Shawshank role-playing game. I'm, I'm no. sure there's a Carrie like uh, old SNES or whatever Sega. I, I, I don't think there I is. don't think there is. I feel I like I probably see them do that. But like I feel like we would know. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. And yes, and then yesterday we went to Universal Studios. All I'm doing a an it video game. How was uh, Jurassic World? Oh man, is it actually good? We got dinosaurs drenched. look a lot better. They yeah. do. They look a yeah. lot. There's better. a mosasaur bit in the beginning that also looks really cool. There's yeah. a really long dead space. Uh, uh, and that's rough. Yeah, like is are like they where like, just nothing is happening? Like, are they going to build something or it's just it's a bit? Well, I hope because it's oh, it's like <laughs> yeah. Of course, we got there. There was like a two hour plus long line. So we're well, it didn't take that long. It did. It did. It actually felt like a lot less, which I was totally fine with. But at the same time, it's, it's we a had a, we had a large group. Also. We did. We yeah. never been with that big of a no, group. No, we haven't. And of course, what uh, Jeff um, Jeff came with us to Universal as well. He was talking to me. He's like, yeah, we're probably gonna get in the front row. We're gonna get soaked and. We did because you, me, Fanny, Zara yeah. were all in the front row and we just got drenched. Nice. You get more wet on that ride than you used to. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. it was. I mean, even when the Mosasaur, because there's this part where the Mosasaur just like comes up to the tank and it looks like it's breaching the top of its tank. Of course, when it does, water's going to spray out at you. The second it started breaching the tank, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And then we got. And then it like so cracks the and it cracks the, the, the glass uh-huh. and the glass starts leaking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Starts spraying wire at you. Uh, the only part where I was kind of hoping to see something was like at the in a Predator Cove where the Dominus was. Sure. Where the Dominus Rex uh, cage was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to see it. Instead, I, if, if they really make it feel like there should be something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like because there isn't, and then when the Indominus does show up, there's this really cool part where the T Rex used to break in and and yeah. scare you, but instead it's the Indominus. But the next time you see the Indominus Rex, it's just just there going roar, roar. He's talking to the raptor. Yeah, it's it's roar. talking to the raptor, and, and then there's Blue just doing nothing. A few Dilophosaurs. Is are there a, a Chris Pratt animation guy with his hands out going hold? Hold no. no, no, damn it! No, so you get Disneyland. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you get Chris. You get a uh, uh, Chris get, Pratt and Bryce get, Dallas get, Howard. Real quick, what's their names in Jurassic World? No, uh, you know it. Um, Owen Grady and Claire Deering. Yeah. Uh, Do you know why they only said it like a hundred times? times in the damn <laughs> now thing. introducing Claire Deering. <laughs> There's like workers at Universal so, who just go and whisper behind you. Real quick, ear. real quick. There is a Stephen King The Mist game from 1985, which is just a text. Text adventure. adventure. Oh, text-based adventure. I'll allow it. Uh, there is That's primitive gaming, but there I'll allow it. There is a game of the Lawnmower Man, 
That's all. I knew that. That's definitely like nineties. Okay. There's the dark half. Mm. Uh, which actually predates the Timothy Hutton movie adaptation, mm-hmm. and Stephen King's F13, Control Alt Shiver. What the hell is that? Um, I think it's ba- based off like one of his short pieces. But like, what kind of game is that? I've never even heard of it. Uh, it's it, is it also it's like described a as. Uh, Did you say the full title is? F thirteen control alt shiver. Oh, control control alt, shiver. alt shiver. Yeah, Lord. Uh, wow. It is a mini game time waster. Um, Good. Right off the bat, time described waster. as wrapped <laughs> in an utterly stupid little package um, on uh, avclub.com. So, okay. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. So there are. Stephen Those are King all the games. Stephen King games. Okay. More than I thought. <laughs> there's more. There's more HP Lovecraft games. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You could do something with that property. Mm-hmm. All right. Go Shit. Up. Take Sorry. that, Stephen. But, but yeah. Jurassic World, I, I I enjoyed it. That was probably how the many Mosasaurus out of ten? Um, uh, I say six. Six out of ten, cool. I mean, it. I remember when I was because I was driving back. I remember a conversation I had with a friend of mine, um, who was with another friend of hers about Galaxy, and they're talking about Galaxy's Edge. And this person also went on Jurassic World when open, and he said Jurassic World was ten times better than uh, Smuggler's Run. Oh, I mean that's no, a, I, I, d- I don't agree. No, no, I I obviously don't agree. I'm like that's. An opinion. Smugglers run I'll, from the galaxy. I'll put it right. this way. Yeah. Mm. The dinosaurs look incredibly much better. Yes. I still would have rather just had them fix the dinosaurs of the original ride yep. and leave the original ride mm-hmm. because I think that's a better ride. Yep. Hold on. I'm still living from 10 seconds ago. Did somebody say that the galaxy's ride? Uh, Smugglers run is Smugglers better run. than the Jurassic World ride. Yes. Some person was telling a friend of mine. <laughs> the face ride. That he ah. thought, that but we he don't thought. need to talk about Alan on this podcast. So Whoa. let's move on. Whoa. <laughs> This whoa! Sparks does not share the views and opinions of this podcast. It That's def- a bad opinion. No. Whoever said it, it definitely. <laughs> I know for a fact it wasn't him. Bad opinions sure. all around. But yeah, even while I was driving back, I was like, "Who thought that Jurassic Park, Jurassic World was better than Smuggler's Run? Even, yeah, Smuggler's no. Run is roar, fan friggin' tastic." What what what? Uh, ben, uh, you and I are now twenty nine years old. Yes, we are. Do you feel any different? Uh, I feel, nope. I feel the sweet release of death creeping up on me a little bit. Ah, oh, cool! <laughs> I always felt that. <laughs> it's uh, been there since <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> no, it's just my. Um, but uh, it's yeah. it's weird because this is like the last year of my twenties. Yeah. And even when I was when I turned twenty six, I'm like, oh god, I'm now in my late twenties. This is weird. Uh, I just want to say happy birthday. Thanks, happy birthday to you too, man. Podcast. Yeah. Happy birthdays, everyone. We go to Universal Studios mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time you guys can join, audience. Yeah, audience. Oh. oh wow, Sparks, yours is uh, your birthday soon-ish. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ryan immediately started like cowering backwards I, out of fear. I, like, I like, oh no, I might not know my roommate. It's and um, then, and it's, it's, it's yeah, my Sparks my birthday. My birthday lands on Thanksgiving this year. Gobble gobble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. right. Yeah, birthday. Gobble gobble. And your birthday's in Jan- January. Yeah, January. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody uh, cowering back, like uh, <laughs> I know my friend. Thanks, Facebook. I love you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, it was, it, w- it was a great week. I definitely needed it, and I do not want to go back to work tomorrow. I feel you, dude. Yeah, I only took the one day off, and I was uh, yeah, I took the one day off and just Christmas shopped for everyone. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And uh, we went to we went, I had uh, Oreo hot chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts, which was burning hot. <sighs> for a second, that sounded different. I was like, you just got a cat named Oreo. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Got> some <laughs> Oreo coffee. Hot, <laughs> Oreo hot chocolate. Got it. Uh, yeah, my cat's adorable. I love him. Yes. Um. And uh, uh, yeah, so I just Christmas shopped for like a Christmas and birthday shop for like everyone. And uh, I, at the end of the day, I was like, man, I just spent all, I had so much money. It's my birthday. 
spent it on all everybody else. <laughs> the hell? Sir, nice and responsible of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was fun. We went to the mall, but I only took the one day off, and not the whole week. Like Ben and us afterwards, I was just like, even then, I was like, I don't want to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Should have taken the. I should have mm-hmm. taken Friday off too. Yeah, the thing was, this was part of this. This week off was like planned. Like at the beginning of the year at work, they give us these uh, sheets. It's like, okay, pick the weeks you want off for your time off because you get two weeks uh, off automatically. What a shitty, shitty way to do things. Hey, and it's I'm January. Pl- pick out your two weeks for the entire year. Pretty much. You don't know actually, how no, it's going to go. Actually, right. It's not even January. They give us these in February. Still not good. Exactly. You've already it's, lost January. I don't know where I'm going to be next week, my Because man. apparently January's black. I don't even know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Yeah. No, they black out January even because it's still technically peak season from where I work so it's like oh we still have all these people mail- uh, doing stuff it's like oh why it's wiggity wiggity whack it, it is wiggity wiggity whack uh, Ryan do you want to go next sure let me guys tell you about the chiral network real quick okay. the what <laughs> okay so there's a thing called the death stranding right? Oh, and it, it broke the barrier between the living and the dead so ghosts are popping up and people cannot normally pass over like they used to uh, and when this happened things a thing called chirelium appeared which is like a really malleable uh, mineral that can be used for lots of different things right almost like like an adamantium but uh, like a ghost version uh, and it allows for the instantaneous transmission of data so they use the chirelium to make the chiral network which is like the super internet right but the apocalypse happened so the entire united states is is like they can't communicate so sam porter bridges is on a one-man mission to go across the united states and connect the chiral network the thing about the chiral network is chirelium makes you cry so everyone in this game is always crying (laughs) it's super dramatic and it's like the most anime game i've ever played uh mads mickelson is really cool in it he only shows up in flashbacks for 30 seconds at a time so i don't know what's going on with him I'm very interested. But you still have a lot of game ahead. I have so much game. I only played it for one really long night, unfortunately, because like Disney Plus, other games came out. Uh, I don't need to talk about them because they're not as important. Uh, but I st- still really like Death Stranding. Uh, I finally got over that hump I was talking about, and I'm doing really cool things. Uh, I can't wait to get back to it because like I don't want to play the game for 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. That's a game where you need to dedicate half a life to. Oh, so uh, uh, next week I'll, I'll go this, for this game, game is Half Life. Uh, Half Life uh, Three confirmed. Uh, 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 yeah. Don't tell Twitter first. I, I just realized. Leave it to Kojima to pick up <laughs> yeah. Half Life and carry that. Crazy on. bastard. I just, guys, I just Crazy realized man. I didn't play any video games this week at all. At all, except Lost Levels. Yeah, except over there. But I didn't play any Fire Emblem well, this week. Well, next week you got Fallen Order. So no, I, oh, I, I he's, have got, fo- he's I got too many games. I have Fallen Order and Pokemon Sword. I want now. Pokemon so bad. Oh my god, that's my like Pokemon game. Bye bye Fire Emblem. We, yeah. but, I have to like way, set schedules s- now yeah, for my video game. I do want to say, uh, just for we are going to review Fallen Order. Yes, uh, we are definitely going to do that. We we are going to play it first, and you know, we, no, uh, no, let's fine. not. Let's <laughs> just review it now. <laughs> we got I mean, That's what the internet. I think does. it looks cool. <laughs> we got a deadline for when for when that for kind of point of no return. So yeah, we will be doing a Fallen Order review. Mm-hmm. Once a uh, once a uh, Sparky uh, beats it, uh, we're going to do a, a strand swap. A strand fallen order swap. Yes, it's gonna be great. I'll start Strange death stranding, and he'll Jedi start fallen strand. order. Well, fallen strands. Well, fallen look, strands. Good thing is I got death I, order. I uh, put fallen order on my PS4 last night, so it is ready to go. Bing, bong, oh baby. shit! I should have done that. My do, download do, time so damn do, do, long. Do, 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 do. No, it's not that bad. Oh, okay. To good. be honest with you, it's it's not that bad. Do you have the physical or a digital copy? A physical. Yeah, it's not gonna be. Yeah, that it's bad. fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just popped it in. I started watching Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It was done like halfway through the second episode. Yeah, I watched Mandalorian. Uh, I watched that first episode. Avengers. 
<laughs> um, I I just McClunky. I spent a, McClunky. I actually spent a lot of time just looking to see what they had because like it's funny when we went to the last comic uh, comic convention and I looked through a lot of old like DVDs of like oh they have the old Fantastic Four cartoon and yeah, the old yeah. Spider Woman. Those are all on Disney Plus now, yeah. so I'm glad I didn't buy them. Right. Uh, I don't know if they have the Roger Corman '90s Fantastic Four movie. I haven't confirmed that. I don't that. think they do. That's a shame. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, I say not yet. I don't have an insider, but yeah. like it's possible. It is possible. Uh, there's a feature on Disney Plus where you, if you go to help, you can say give feedback. Under feedback, it asks what kind of feedback you want to give, and you can request titles for the app. Nice. Um, All right. So you can, like listeners, you can go and do that. You can also ask for features like I've already requested. Can I? Can we please have a continue watching? And can we please have the entirety of The Muppet Show and Muppets Tonight? Okay, yes. it's The Muppet Show, yay! <laughs> Um, Their Muppet selection is dismal. I, you know, it's better than nothing. But I have a better one. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but it's it's better than nothing. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm glad that that ABC show went on there because yeah. that ain't anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. It's, it's just nice to have it. I'm, like, I'm yeah. like, at least people can revisit it. There's some good jokes in it. I want Megan to watch it because yeah. she likes The Office. I'll like, watch it. You might like this. I only watched the first episode and I was like, whatever on it, so I'll watch it if you watch it. Orange is, she's crying. Red is, I'm crying. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jokes from the Muppets. It gets it gets really much better as it goes. Yeah. Thirty grams of fat. It's water. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. I think you got any more on your uh, week? I think that did, we didn't do anything, right? We were pretty we, isolated. You, you and I never really got to see each other this week. That's true. Yeah. We were we were Death Stranded. Oh, real quick, one something I really I just noticed about Death Stranding. Um, all the cities they're called like 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 uh Edge Knot City or East Knot City, and you're connecting all the knots in a strand because it's a giant rope. Oh, and the geez. entire oh, game's wow. about strands and how when you're stranded, when you're stranded, you're isolated. Uh, and like uh, if you're estranged, then like it's a lot about like separation and isolation. And um, people are scared of all the all those ghosts and stuff. So everyone's really isolated. So it's really a game about hope and trying to rebuild like not just America, but people's uh, uh, fear of, of isolation. Because if they get attached to someone and that person dies, then they're a nuclear bomb and their body explodes for a mile. Sure. Uh, and it's really cool. I'm oh, sorry. Did, did I forget on. that part? <laughs> Yeah, when when so you cannot look. I'll be real with you. I'm yeah. a little high, but no, I feel it. Did Sorry. you just say that? I forgot. I didn't mention the void out. Sorry, that's so. When somebody dies, you have 24 hours to incinerate their body, or they become a void out, which is a mile wide nuclear explosion. So that's why people are isolated from other people because they can't get attached. Because if they die, uh, one that sucks, and two, they might explode the world. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So there's like specific incinerators. You have to bring bodies to incinerate people, or uh, and also you can die. And if you die, Norman Reedus can come back because he's he's the main character and he has superpowers or whatever. And you but, do something with the well, like, he's the, the bridges. Yeah. He, he. But no, bridges is the company. Yes. But he's also the bridges. He's also the bridges. Uh, there's a thing called the beach where all these things come from, <laughs> and you're able to go to the beach and basically respawn. Um, oh, that's cool. Yes. Um, your sister lives on the beach, but she's also alive in a coma across the country. So you, mm-hmm. so when you go to sleep or when you die, you talk to your coma sister in a dream. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> I love it. That's all. That's all me. That's all I got. Weird. Yep. Very Japanese. Sparks? I really don't have a lot to add. Uh, there wasn't much time between work and school to do anything that wasn't already covered by somebody else here yeah. uh, that I was part of. Um, what I will say is that in that, I have time on my commutes to listen to some podcasts. So I caught up on our good friends, Downright Nerdy, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. Um, which reminded me that I uh, really should have said on the podcast recently, um, and I haven't been because they did it, and I'm like, dang, I should have done that too, um, that currently going on right now, uh, someone who is in our entire comic community who follows us on Instagram, we follow on Instagram, is Midwest Comic Man, member yes. of the Comic Corps. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they are, uh, he and his wife are dealing with every parent's worst nightmare. Um, their little girl, girl Moira, she's uh, been in the hospital and she had open heart surgery. Um, the medical costs are insane. Of course. Uh, so they have a GoFundMe project. I actually uh, sent out a message about this on Instagram. It was my. It's actually my most recent post as of this moment uh, when we're recording this. Probably not by the time that this goes out, but um, I, I will send the link to Brandon so that he can reshare it. They are at um, five thousand two hundred fifteen uh, dollars out of their eight thousand dollar goal nice. of what they need. Um, they have updates going on on the GoFundMe. She's actually doing really well, but I wanted to share that out there because uh, they are people who have supported us. Yeah. Uh, we should be supporting them if we can, even if you can't donate anything, just getting the word out. Spread and I was the like, word. Oh, I should be doing that. Thanks, Downright Nerdy. You you made me remember that I should have done that. Downright <coughs> Nerdy is making everyone a better people. They are. They're yeah, the so I wanted to share that out there. Um, go ahead and follow, uh, you know, uh, those accounts and, and share. The information is out there. Um, both uh, John's Comics With uh, has reposted it. Uh, because he's also a member of Comic Core and uh, Midwest Comic Man is the main account for the dad. So check them hear, out. Good to hear she's doing okay. Yeah, she's yeah. doing all right right now. Um, but they still have those medical expenses for yeah. sure. Um, and uh, they the most recent update is like she's going to need to be getting scans for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, sucks. Uh, in relation to that, uh, I also caught up on Just a Little Podcast, which is another podcast that we've gotten connected to thanks to Downright Nerdy. And uh, I... Had been catching up, so I didn't catch that they uh, gave us shout-outs for our L.A. Comic-Con panel. So thanks oh, for that, Just Yay. a Little Podcast. And speaking of that, speaking. our L.A. Comic-Con panel is now up as a video on YouTube. It's official. The audio quality is okay. It's listenable. <laughs> yeah. As long as you guys can hear it, it's our first time. So there you go. Uh, that's that's finally up. Maybe you two can come to the next time. Mm? I don't know if Bono wants to... Be part of. All right, that we can get the <laughs> edge though. We can get the edge. Uh, and uh, th- I'm going to mention them again later in our topic. But bored and annoyed is also a uh, really cool podcast that I've been catching up on some of their episodes with. Um, they had an episode about the lighthouse, which I really enjoyed listening to. Uh, they really dug it. They hated Terminator Dark Fate, so that was interesting to listen to as well. Did they? Um, did they give reasons that you are okay with that you think that I uh, that you you're like? Okay, I can see why. I mean, I I get it, but I don't agree. Okay. Um, they're they they're not unfounded, is what I. No, mean. no, okay. I don't think that they're. The the reason I'm giving them the plug is like their opinions are very different from ours, but I don't think that they're like garbage. Cool. Um, I think that there is still an amount of like what we talked about when we did Dark Fate, which is like this kind of baggage, uh, unwilling, yeah, baggage with the franchise and just an unwillingness to separate like what what do you define as legacy and just let the story tell itself. Mm-hmm. But um, I could say the same thing about Last Jedi, which they also don't. Like. I was gonna say like the more I think about it, the more it's like wow, this really is like a Last Jedi kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I could say the same thing about Last Jedi, and they don't like Last Jedi. So yeah. Uh, but speaking of that, just a little podcast, big fans of Last Jedi. So you know they're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We're out there. Yeah. I love it. Uh, shall we get into our? Oh yes, please. Bread and butter. Then I think we've talked forever. McClunky. <laughs> oh no. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to get started with our McClunky. Is that what you can't, you can't do this. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> Will you allow this? Titans was renewed for a thir- for a third season. I'll half allow it. I need to. We need to watch that second season. We need to watch insert title here. That's true. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> the, yeah, the, the second name of the podcast. I haven't heard about that one. Was that good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, unless good. you talk to the other people, in which case, no. No, oh. no, no. 
Uh, yeah, so Titans was renewed, and The Witcher had an early renewal for season two. That's a good sign. Oh, yeah. that is a good sign. Now, here's the weird thing about uh, Titans getting season three. Uh, the band was like, hey, coming to uh, <gasps> coming to DC Universe and HBO Max, right? Yeah. Uh, I just watched an interview with uh, Kaylee Cuoco, who is the voice of Harley Quinn, uh, for the Harley Quinn show that's on was DC that Universe. Week? Did they release a trailer this week? Yes. Okay. Put it, did, no, they didn't. No, no, no. They didn't. We, we talked about it last week, I think. Did we? I don't think they released we a trailer this we, week. We, they have and she was just doing an interview for, some, for just pr- promoting something. Um, but anyway, she said that it's coming out on HBO Max. Oh, ooh. O- only. And they promoted it as HBO Max only. They didn't even mention DC Universe. So uh, it's a still weird divide in this weird line where, like, why are they not, not promoting DC Universe if they're still fully invo- involved? Like... Titans is there. They're doing season three, so it's going to be there for a ye- at least that another year. That was this week. That was this week. Yeah, right, we'll watch it. We'll, t- yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah, but I just think it's it's odd that their mar- that their marketing is is not on the same uh, same uh, yeah, word. I didn't even catch that that they weren't marketing it as a uh, Disney. I mean, pl- I mean, I'm sure Disney other original. I'm sure other sh- uh, they're like interviews, but this specific interview it was like coming to HBO Max. Right. And I thought that was weird. Yeah, that is weird. I, I mm, well, okay. I don't think HBO Max was planned when they had planned to do DC Universe. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder, like, once DC Universe I don't think launched, HBO Max as it is was planned, but I think some kind of Warner service was in the works. Sure. Um, but they just wanted to move on this stuff anyway. I just feel like, why not just merge DC Universe with HBO Max? Because they're not going to put all the comics on that thing. That's that's going to be the difference. So Everything else probably will, and the comics won't. They can just DC do what Universe, Marvel's doing. Look, DC Universe is probably going to die, because who the heck is going to spend an extra eight bucks for most of the same stuff that's on a $16 right. service they're already getting? Oh, yeah. Nobody. Not even me. So, well, they yeah. should they should turn DC Universe into another Marvel Universe app. Yeah, Marvel Unlimited. App. Yeah, I agree. Just put that stuff in HBO Max and just downcharge it. Yeah. for the comics. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So, speaking of comics, actually, good segue. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Nebula is getting a six issue limited series. Yeah, and I this is a good creative team. Yeah. So it's um, Vita Ayala. Yes. Who did Prisoner X mm-hmm. and Claire Rowe, who did Fearless? Yes, they are a uh, f- uh, great artist and a great writer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the series follows the titular character who is in pursuit of what is described as a secret device. However, if she wants to get her hands on it, she'll have to be one step ahead of one of the galaxy's most infamous bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um. These are the exact kind of things that I really like. Like a really cool, interesting, creative team uh, doing just like a five issue, sixteen miniseries with just like a random character. Yeah. Like I always go back to that Karnak miniseries by Warren Ellis that I recommend that so much because it's just like, hey, it's a character kind of nobody cares about. Here you can just do what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same with Nebula. Like, hey, she got really big in the MCU, but in the comics, she's just kind of always been. It's me from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. So like now they can just do their hey, just do what you want with this character. So I'm very, very intrigued. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the? Uh concept art of nebula holding the infinity gauntlet having no. stepped away. yeah apparently that was concept art where nebula was going to have the infinity gauntlet at the end Ooh. of tony Makes i would uh that would have been a cool moment yeah uh, there's uh, there's by the way i i there's five new special features for avengers endgame on disney plus mm. that were not available in the uh, dvd release i'm gonna have to check that out later there there's the deleted scenes are interesting. They're fine. I did see the Morgan Stark one. Yeah, glad so it got cut. Dumb. Glad That's it got dumb. cut. Uh, there's the in the trench one, which has all the Avengers together in a trench. Actually, I like that one. I think yeah. they should have kept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a battle on Vormir with Bla- Black Widow and Hawkeye fighting Thanos' forces. Yeah, which totally ruins the moment. And I'm glad they cut that one out. Makes sense. The other one though that I want to that I want to uh, like highlight. Uh, sorry about the mention of this before. But there is a whole 
30 minute feature on the casting director of the MCU. Oh, cool. I'll watch that. That is really cool. Hell yeah. I like that one a lot. Casting directors are usually the unsung heroes of movies. <laughs> I'm also sure that a lot of these are the things that are coming out on the Infinity Saga box set Probably. or have come out. Did that thing drop? Not yet. Because <clears throat> somebody's already oh. putting out that the Age of Ultron cameo thing. You yeah, saw that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a bonus feature about Age of Ultron where Captain Marvel was appearing at the end. Originally. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they, they use the same v- VFX place to put in Scarlet Witch instead. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. So that's cool. I, I like that. But anyway, sorry. No, I love uh, extra special features. That's that's always nice. Yeah, so it's cool that Nebula's getting a uh, series. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier is also getting a, uh, a miniseries. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's uh, from Derek Landy and Federico Vic- huh. Vicin- yep. Vicinet- Vicentini. I'm not sure. Teeny. It's ends with Teeny. I'm sorry. It's cool, dog. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a comic book series with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Probably to market on the fact that the movie that's the TV show that's the reason it's coming out there there would never be a Falcon Winter Soldier comic no <laughs> with, with, not. without the MCU version uh, it's fine like uh, I don't know this creative team actually I'm but um, um cover yeah. up by Dan Mora well that's covers cool. yeah Dan yeah. Mora's great um, the what's the, the story the solicitation is an office of dead government agents a gifted new killer two ex Captain Americas Oh, that's cute. Oh, well, that's, that makes sense. Okay. When a dramatic attempt on the life of Bucky Barnes reunites him with Sam Wilson, the two old friends are plunged uh, hmm, are plunged headlong into a race to uncover the, the new leader of HYDRA before a mass casualty event c- announces the terror group's uh, resurgence to the world. The clock is ticking. TikTok, Derek TikTok. Landa, Black Order, Secret Empire Uprising. Oh, he wrote Black Order. Black Order is awesome. Okay, great, great, great. And Federico Vicentini. Absolute Carnage, Miles Morales was the artist. Okay. That's cool. That's actually, that is a good creative team. Okay. Uh, team up for a pulse-pounding action spectacular. How much you want to bet at Zemo? I don't know what Zemo... You're caught up on Captain... Or you're reading Captain America, right? Is Zemo in I'm it? Behind. Is he in it? Not where I left off. Okay. I don't know where Zemo's at, maybe. But yeah, the villain's um, I... I do forget that they they are friends because when Captain America died in Civil War, uh, Bucky was Cap and they hung out for for Edward Baker's run. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. Um. It's just it is funny it that is the, the, the show's coming out at the same time. Yeah. Um. But I actually really like the Black Order. I think um, uh, for, I forget the, the writer's name, but I think his his characterization of the Black Order is really good. So he has a strong like uh he's good with words, not like me. He's great. He's a really funny guy. So yeah. uh, I actually I might pick the first issue up at least. Yeah. So five issue miniseries coming out February. That makes it easy. It's uh, less committal. I'm okay yeah. with that. <clears throat> Anything you guys want to add to that one? No. no. Uh, all right. Uh, this is just for me. You guys aren't caught up on Green Lantern, but I just want to mention they did announce Green Lantern season two. Uh, to is come it called out, season two? Yeah. Nice. To come out after Green Lantern Black Star. This is the Grant Morrison Liam Sharp Green Lantern series. Very excited. Love that book. Um, Justice League's new creative team was announced this week. Sure was. Uh, Robert Vendetti. Yep. And Doug Mankey. Doug Mankey's great as the artist with he Jamie was, Mendoza. He was a big Green Lantern guy yeah, with Johns. Uh, but yeah, Robert Vendetti uh, did a Green Lantern run. His first was bad. Yes. And then he got good. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He's right now doing Hawkman, which I really like. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that they gave him Justice League. I'll be honest, he hasn't been doing a whole lot. You know what this tells me? You know what this makes me feel? What? It's really safe. Yeah. I don't want to... I. This is... James Tinian... Here's the thing. I, I'll defend James Tinian as a good pick for to take over Batman. Yes. He's, written Batman he's a Batman so guy. He's yes. a Batman guy. This one does feel like, well, we have this guy and we don't have any... There's like... There were no pitches in the office and they needed to have a Justice feels like the middleman before whatever's happening next. Yeah. What do you think, Sparks? Mm, I don't have a lot of thought on it, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I like his... I like his Hawkman. Yeah. 
tough. It's just, man, it's like following Scott Snyder on anything is really tough. Oh, uh, yeah. And and Robert Vendetti has He's written... to follow Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns at this point. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and he's I've I've read a lot, not a lot. I've read enough of his stuff to know like he's good. He's never blown me away. Yeah, and it's like giving him Justice League feels like oh, this is definitely like the rough middle pitch. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I, but I mean, you know, you got you got Scott Snyder's Justice League run, which had a lot of big ideas. Exactly, and, it's so big. And yeah, then, yeah. And going after that, it's like Aaron taking over Hickman, uh, taking over from Hickman for um, Avengers. Yeah. Like it's well, he wasn't take over from Hickman, but like you get the opinion. Well, it was the first real of like the regular Avengers book, yeah. Because there was a lot of like like the Avengers No Surrender and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you have you have all that, and it's difficult to when someone's went so big, it's difficult to come on and be like, okay, well, what do we do after that? Yeah. So you kind of you kind of really should have a middle period before you get to the next pitch. That is true. It's just kind of unfortunate that when that happens, the books are kind of middling. Yeah. And especially it's Justice League right now. It's their flagship. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. I want to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. Flash number one, number seven hundred and fifty is coming up, you guys. Are, mm, are they doing legacy numbers with that book? This is the legacy number of it. Oh, they're just doing the thing where yeah. it's like issue seventeen, and then next issue. Okay, yeah. So it's um, uh, yeah. So the Flash, yeah, number number fifty is issue mm-hmm. seven fifty. Okay. Uh, it's going to be like Batman, uh, like Detective Comics one thousand and Action Comics one thousand. It's going to have a huge creative team on they it. They can't wait fifty issues, can they? No, they can't. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to have like a whole celebration of the Flash because it is its anniversary this year, um, like a significant anniversary, I believe, for the Flash. Um, it's going to be anthology stories written by some really interesting people. Obviously, Joshua Williamson uh, is going to use it to usher in his next Flash arc because he is the current Flash uh, writer. It's cool that he's been much like uh, Tom King has been able to just have a solid run for yeah. years. Yeah, and it's apparently gotten a lot better because that first couple arcs I wasn't crazy about. God Speedstorm. I liked Godspeed. Godspeed. Yeah, the Speedstorm made Godspeed. You said the right words in the <laughs> wrong order. <laughs> They're just, just yeah, mumbled. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to have um, Marv Wolfman. It's a good pick. Jeff Johns, obviously, because he wrote a lot of Flash. Uh, Brian Hitch, Francis Manipal, again obvious. Mm-hmm. Steven Segovia, Scott Collins, Michael Morici, David Marquez. Oh, that's cool. And Riley Rosomo and others will be announced later. Uh, Riley Rosomo did the um, he did the uh, Batman Who Laughs, uh, uh, what, like a dark dark multiverse book. Oh yeah, yeah. like that the, the final one that was really good. Yeah, um, his art's really good. I'm, yeah, yeah, he's I'm proud of that. It's a good like team. That guy. Yeah, it's, it's a good team. team. And you know, gonna it's launch. not a mind blowing team. It's a good no. team, but it's a it's a it's a team of people who have written Flash, the Flash. Yes, they're team Flash of people, people who have written a lot of Flash. So I'm I'm happy to see that. Um, and then Joshua Williamson is talking about how great it is to be given this kind of thing. But yeah, I like that. I think it, I think that's kind of cool. Although it's weird that you're not doing like Showcase 1000, maybe like pretend Showcase has been going since the 70s. Hey since man, the 80s. they just, they they need some Flash money. Um, you know what? This one's a spoiler for Tom King's Batman. I won't say it. <sighs> to be fair, is it like about a death? Yes. That's like f- months old by now. All right. Do you want me? To, do you want me to just say it? If you don't know by now, th- th- we're six issues past it. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you guys care about a, a spoiler from months ago in Batman the book? No. Okay. Uh, Alfred Pennyworth. It's Batman Pennyworth. R.I.P. Yes. Uh, setting after the events of Bane killing Alfred. Yeah. And the yeah. If you're if you're paying attention to comics at all, it's yeah. Bane killed Alfred months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he, they're doing a they're doing a um, spinoff of that, just like they did with Batman. R.I.P. Uh, it's going to be incoming Batman writer James Tinian and uh, Peter DeTomasi doing the issue, which is a good team to do. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. yeah. He's doing Detective right now, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So it's the two uh, current Flash uh, Flash people. Uh, Art's going to be Eddie people. Barrows. Yeah, Batman people. That thank you. Sorry, uh, Eddie Barrows, uh, Eber Ferrari, Ferraria, and some other creators are also going to be attached to it. It's like art. Whatever. Eddie Barrows has been a Batman steady, so yeah. that's good. So that's that's cool. Uh, I like Alfred. I liked Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I like R.I.P. Rip. Uh, and then I, I forgot to include this, but DC is planning on doing some more with Leviathan with a couple of one shots uh, by Brian. Boy, Lindis people do not like that final issue of, event of Leviathan, guys. Yeah. Oh, like I, I. Yeah, me too. I heard the event itself was already middling, but people were like disappointed, like R- hell. You remember yeah. how we were talking about like I was saying Supergirl's doing Leviathan, and I was like, yeah, there's that like famous actress, and she's on there, mm-hmm. and you were like, yeah, that's Leviathan. Okay, I can now confirm that is not Leviathan. Damn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I had heard that Leviathan was one character who is currently a woman. Uh, I found out it is that same character who was a man. The original, the original old one. of that same character. And, like, nobody cares. This is out of nowhere. And, like, I'm not reading the book, so I obviously don't have the yeah. context. But I watched, I watched a video review of a guy who I really like, and he's like, I've been reading this from the beginning. I think this is really bad. I think mm-hmm. this is a bad event. I don't know why it was an event. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Kind of like, like Absolute Carnage. Like yeah. Absolute Carnage is, is an event. for at least it's good. It yeah. doesn't also doesn't need to be an event, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah not, I've also heard that this is just kind of bleh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've not been, been a fan of, of uh, Brian Michael Bendis. You shut the hell up! Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like, <laughs> I don't know if it was his, his idea to make, to turn Drake into Drake. Tim Drake is now just Drake. Yeah. He's like, this is Didier. my name. This is who I've always been. I'm like, you shut up. That's that, not you. That might have been Didier. Damn it, Dan. <sighs> hey, uh, uh, Brian, what, what I want you to do is uh, we have too many Robins. We have too many Robins. You got to get rid of a Robin. Differentiate it's Robins. always, why is it always Tim Drake who gets the shafts? Because he was Red Robin. Like, he wasn't even a Robin. Like, and, like Tim I Drake is the dopest. I didn't mind Red Robin. Red I Robin was like fine. Red Robin. The, yeah. only t- the only thing I had to do was every time I read Tim Drake's Red Robin, I have to stop saying yum every time someone said <laughs> yep. Red Robin. Yum. Sorry. You get the Red Robin thing? No, I just got a tweet notification that made me laugh. Oh. <laughs> it said... Jingle Patty tweet. <laughs> sorry, Jingle Patty tweet. The funniest thing about the Snyder Cut is that even if it exists, it still has Steppenwolf. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. What a day, Gal Gadot. <laughs> it, it turns out it, it was more than just Gal Gadot. It was other members of the cast, but she was the one. We're like, oh no, Gal. Yeah, you. Oh, you're a... really making this thing worse. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we don't sorry. Need to, I don't want to touch on this. I saw a great Sonic joke cut. that I, I wish I would have retreated, but I forgot for bed. I was like, actually, can we get the old Sonic back? Can we release a Sonic cut? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's good did you hear that like the creator of sonic was like i i want i want a, an entire dvd version of just the old design <laughs> i want it he he's like i just want that to exist <laughs> yeah wait as in the original creator of sonic the hedgehog yeah he wants it ben you can't yeah, deny sonic, sonic's creator was like i want no 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 like he doesn't want he wants everyone to have to sit with that movie that design oh wow Good this is a, this is my nightmare. Anyway, so Bendis will be doing more with Leviathan. Who cares? Boo. Um, I don't think he likes the Sonic movie, regardless of what. Sonic I don't think he's gonna like. like it either. All right, moving on. Moving on up. Black Adam has a release date. Oh Lord, guys, <laughs> guys! Black Adam has a release date. When? December twenty first, two thousand twenty one. The Aquaman date. Like or like the. the oh yeah 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 yeah. Cause yeah. It came out last year. Uh, I believe this. Dwayne Johnson, I do too. Dwayne Johnson said it's like his next thing coming, and he does like three movies a year. And he got Boss Logic, B- Boss Logic to actually make <laughs> him a like like with Jim Lee. With Jim Lee, and I'm yeah. like, man, Boss Logic is Logic. I, I can't speak. Is actually getting really like good work. Yeah, they did yeah, a lot of cool is. Avengers posters. It's cool. Um, I'm gonna read what Dwayne Johnson said. 
on his Instagram. Oh, about Dwayne? Black Adam. DW. Uh, the man in black. Like most kids growing up, I dreamed about being a superhero, having cool superpowers, fighting for what's right, and always protecting the people. It all changed for me when I was 10 years old and was first introduced to the greatest superhero of all time, Superman. As a kid, Superman was the hero I always wanted to be, but a few years into my fantasy, I realized that Superman was the hero I could never be. I was too rebellious, too rambunctious, too resistant to convention and authority. Despite my troubles, I was still a good kid with a good heart. I just like to do things my way. Now, years later, as a man... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do the man (laughs) as a man (laughs) with the same dna i had as a kid my superhero dreams have come true i am honored to join the iconic dc universe and it's and it's a true pleasure to become black adam black adam is blessed by magic with the powers equal to superman true yeah but the difference is he doesn't he doesn't toe the mark or walk the line he's a rebellious one kind one of a kind hero superhero well, who will always do what's right for the people, but he does it his way. Truth and justice, the Black Adam way. Mm-hmm. This role is unlike any other I've ever played in my career. And then, you know, we know all the rest of that one. I believe everything he's saying because I do believe he's one of the most genuine people alive. And I think, like, he would just almost like, like a Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Like, if he didn't really care, he wouldn't have been w- stuck with it this long. Here's my thing. Yeah. Black Adam is not a superhero. No. And you know what? The more I think about it, the more, like, he's, like, uh, he's the DC Doctor Doom. He's a yeah. dude who runs his country, and he does good things sometimes, but he's very, like, neutral. But and he, he will totally be an asshole. But you gotta... Now I know why he didn't want to do the Shazam movie. Yeah. Because remember, Black Adam was going, was cast... Was the first thing cast in this, in this damn universe. Years ago. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was cast as Black Adam in the Shazam movie. Yeah. As the villain. And now he got his own movie. The little hologram. Now I know why he gets his own movie. Because Dwayne Johnson was like, uh, no, I don't want to be a villain. Yeah. I want to team up with Shazam. I think it's going to be like like a Venom situation where like he's like he's a quote-unquote bad guy, but he's actually like a good guy. Yeah. It's going to be like that. And I, I kind of wanted to see Dwayne Johnson play a villain. Yeah. I, I, I think fun. it's like a Will Smith situation where like, yeah, I'll be your bad guy, but I'm actually a good guy. Yeah. I think it's like that. It's Suicide Squad. It's it's Venom. It's exactly and again, this that. could be like really cool. Like I, I am not completely against the idea of him like being like an aggressive good guy. Yeah. But like I just I don't want it to be like Venom. <laughs> Sparks, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, like for a- an actor amongst others, actors who are like this, where they have in their contracts how many times they're allowed to like get hit. Yeah, uh, because like they can't look too bad. Yeah, in the movies, it's not surprising to me that ego is stopping them from allowing himself to like fully fledged be like I'm the villain. Yeah, um, <clears throat> sure hope he has a smackdown with Shazam and Superman. Um, but I can guarantee maybe one of those. <laughs> I honestly don't, can't guarantee. I I, that. I, uh-huh. I I right now my thing is like I don't know if I can guarantee either of those. I yeah. feel like they're they they might retroactive him into like a charming vil- hero. Oh man. Um, I would like to see him play a villain because that's not something The Rock plays very often. Yeah, that's uh, why I want to see it. But I don't I don't think that's what we're going to get. I mean, remember Venom. I it, still think he'll be great. I yeah. still think I'll love it anyway. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. like it, it's kind of... It's, it's, it's the... This is safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For the for Dwayne Johnson playing the role, this is safe to say he's a superhero. He's the good guy. Yeah, it's just like in Venom, like, <clears> we, like <throat> you said, if Tom Holland went up to this Venom, they couldn't be adversaries. Yeah. Because it just they, doesn't be. make they, sense. They don't have a reason to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. If Shazam's Shazam's origin is tied to Black Adam, but only because Black Adam was first, mm-hmm. and yeah. that that image that we see in the Shazam movie is clearly meant to be Black Adam, like the yeah. guy who went wrong, and it's like, okay, so he's supposed Hologram. to be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, that's a misunderstanding. 
Whatever. I just remember the point I was going to make in Doctor Doom number two because you brought up the Ultimates. Yeah. Blue Marvel shows up. Cool. For a quick second because he's the only superhero in the vicinity who can help. And he's like, "Well, I really appreciate you guys coming to help me out in my event in my adventure." He's like, "No, you're just the closest guy who, who could help us." And he's like, "Oh, oh no." Poor it's actually really funny and kind of sad. <laughs> he's too old. He yeah. He's a professor. He was yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. So moving on. I guess Sin City is getting a TV series. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, Frank Miller has signed a deal with Legendary with Legendary Television okay. to put out a Sin City television series, uh, produced by obviously uh, Frank Miller, and and they're in talks to get Robert Rodriguez back as a producer as well. That'd be great. I uh, that second movie's fine or whatever, but like the aesthetic of Sin City and like the the natural storytelling of it being like uh, like mini episodes yeah. totally makes sense. Like this is a perfect perfect thing. Yeah, I yeah. think this would be really cool. I really like Sin City. Uh, they're apparently guaranteed the contract is guaranteed like a first season apparently. Does it say what network or anything? No, 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 no network. Yeah, but who owns Legendary? Warner Brothers? No, Universal owns Legendary, so probably on see it on NBC or something okay. like that. If it, unless, ooh, unless a streamer, Peacock. <gasps> oh, not not the cock. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Oh how do you boy. feel about Sin City? I haven't heard you talk in forty-eight years. Oh no, I love Sin City. As in the the movies, the aesthetic. I love the first one. The that first one, movie's real good. The first movie's great. The second one's not bad. The second I one s- has really good stuff in it, but overall, it does. overall, it's not yeah. the best, but still pretty good. Um, I agree. Having a, a since uh, episodic Sin City series would be pretty sweet, especially in the, if it's in the same style as the, those other films. Then you got a recipe for nothing but greatness. Even right there. even the structure of that of the movies feels like a television show. Yeah, yeah like a does. bunch of intertwining stories that connect at the end. Yeah, like, you, I, I can't tell you how confused that. I was when I first thought when I saw the first Sin City, and Mickey Rourke's character dies in the first in the first act and then it goes to Old Town and then it goes back to Mickey Rourke again. It's time travel. It's like, this is weird, but I like this. It's in the past. I really like the aesthetic of Sin City. I do too. And I would, I would be interested to see if they could recreate that on TV. I like the black and white and a very few colors pop. And the thing that's great about Robert Rodriguez is he, that's a dude who, who always is like under budget and he knows how to keep budgets small. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, besides Alita. That was his one chance. And just, yeah, it's fine. People uh, like that movie. People like it, but like it didn't make the money I wanted. But um, he can I, he can make a low budget black and white gritty comic book show for the cheap, and it would look awesome. Yeah. So like, uh, if he comes back, that'd be great. Yeah. Now maybe we'll get the spirit crossover we always wanted. Have you, you seen it? the spirit? I, yes, I, I did. I did. I saw that in theaters. What I a ca- movie! I kind of like it. I it's it's super. It's charming to like a fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see because it, it was an old pulp comic book super well comic book mask. It's honestly it's like it was a pulp hero. Sin City was done wrong is yeah. kind of it's basically I, who uh, directed that was it Frank Robert? Miller it was Frank Miller oh that's right that's why it's in that style yeah anyway Sparks do you have anything you want to add on Sin City no I'd have to see more to know how I'm going to feel about it I'm not totally. a big fan of like Frank Miller's latest ideas. Well, latest, yes, since he came out like 20 years ago. No, that's not my point. My yeah. point is that he's still the producer on the show. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, that's me saying, like, I don't know that spurring this on is necessarily in the right right mindset. Yeah. Right. Nor do I have any reason to believe that this will be of the quality that it should be. Sure. I feel you. Um, so you know how uh, Sesame Street is going to HBO Max? Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus is all the Disney channels. Uh Peacock, I'm sure we'll have something. Got to get the cock. Nickelodeon has signed a deal with Netflix. Sure did. To bring back a, a couple of things. They've already got a bit of a deal. They got like Rockers Modern Life and Invader Zim on Netflix. But I guess mm-hmm. they're going to do an, uh, some original series, some original movies for Netflix. I think one of them was like Hey Arnold has been talks about hey coming back. Um, yeah, the what? Hey Arnold Jungle movies on Netflix right now. Move it. No, I think head. they talk. I think like talks are rumors are that there's a new Hey Arnold series. What? 
for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Don't. Okay, I'm gonna have to. You're too. Oh excited. my lord! I gotta check this. Oh my lord! I gotta double check this. Oh my lord! But what we do know is that a spinoff from SpongeBob, Squidward spinoff from SpongeBob is coming. Yeah. out. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Well, what's the creator's name? Steven Hillenburg. Yeah. Yeah. He is his whole thing because I was just reading about his like he never wanted a spinoff. He never wanted. He never wanted to like cash cash on SpongeBob. And now that he's gone, like, oh, let's just cash on, let's cash on SpongeBob more. It's so, it's so bizarre because, like, what's still, even to, like, the younger generations at this point popular about SpongeBob is the older episodes and the yeah. films. Yeah. It's not what's currently happening All the memes with the are show. from the old good stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not what's currently happening on the show. And it's not like the show is in this heyday of it's, like, like being really quality and popular. That would be the time I could at least understand wanting to do more. But with the show itself being like okay at best, why would we want another show that's probably going to be okay? Yeah. yeah. This also explains like you know Avatar: The Last Airbender's live action is going to be Netflix, so that's Nickelodeon. That's cool. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was having a discussion with somebody, and I said I realize that Netflix lives or dies on that series. I think it was me. By the time, yeah, I think it was you. I said that uh, uh, Netflix is uh, like by that point when all the streaming services have come out and everything. By the time the Last Airbender series, if that series tanks. That's the death of Netflix. Oh, yeah, possibly. Stranger Things will probably be either done or close to done. Cowboy Bebop. At that point. Cowboy that's Bebop. That, no, I'm not saying like there won't be other good things. I'm saying it will no longer have any major hits that hold subscribers anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah. If the Last Airbender series fails and Stranger Things has ended, we're looking at the beginning of the end of Netflix. I think we already are, but yeah, <clears> I, I, I do agree. So, yeah. Sorry, so- Benioff and Weiss, in your Netflix deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they love Star Wars, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, hopefully, some cool, some some cool stuff. Come cool, Kappa? Nick, Nick at night, McClunky, Snick. Oh yeah, all the Nick at night stuff could go on Saturday there. night. Nick. That could be a good pull for them. Just give me, give me my all grown up show, please. Just give me my Rugrats all grown up show again. Just like do it. The real, the real one, not the fake one, where they're all grown up and they have the kids, and it's like the new kids, and yeah. Tommy's like an adult with a like a daddy. <laughs> with the daddy? He is the daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Two daddies. That's the one we wanted, right? Where all the kids are growing up and they Yeah, have I don't want them as teenagers. I want like old man Tommy and old man Angela. <laughs> well, that's almost bad. Didn't <laughs> just drop my peach tea. We're good. <laughs> you mean old lady Angelica? Old lady Angelica. There you go. All right, whatever. Phil and Lil. Speaking of old... No, I don't have this. Oh, no, speaking of SpongeBob. Yep. The SpongeBob trailer. Oh, are we just moving into trailers like that? Yeah. Time. Okay. SpongeBob trailer. Or do you want to... We should probably watch the Harley Quinn trailer. I I guess, yeah. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Welcome back. Uh, SpongeBob trailer. Yeah. I thought we talked about it. No, we no. started to. Okay. We started to. Then we started <laughs> to watch the Harley Quinn trailer. Hey, um, it looks cute. It looks all right. It looks all right. It's got Keanu, so like it's got a little bit of points for me, but he's probably not <clears> in the movie a lot. Yeah. No, I imagine just that scene. Yeah. Maybe maybe a second one because that's usually how the SpongeBob cameo works. Is that there's that scene and then they reappear later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not impressed with the trailer for the last SpongeBob movie when it played in theaters. I never really cared for it, but I saw that movie and the movie was stupid good. It is super funny. So I'm hoping this will be a similar case where like the marketing will never really sell me, but the movie will actually still be good. Sure. Uh, but who knows. Like we get to see uh, we get to see SpongeBob finding Gary out in the wild. Gary, because uh, that's how you find animals Pets. in the animated yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, rescues are great. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not a lot here. I love. I will say that um, I'm. I wish that this was still the 2D animation, like the previous SpongeBob sure. film. Yeah, um, but they've instead embraced 
the three D animation that they used for the very end of the third act of that movie. Yeah, uh, right. which looks fine and good. I just I don't I don't like that most uh, American animation is not using two D anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, with that. Actually, I, yeah. I I enjoyed that SpongeBob. Like my favorite bits in that last SpongeBob movie were done in the two D animation, not the three D yeah. animation. So. Especially uh, mainstream cinema. Yeah, um, it's just a shame that 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 we're leaning so far away from that. So I I, I would have preferred that SpongeBob stayed with that consistent look when they're under the ocean. But um, it's fine. Under the like it still it still looks good. It's just not my preferred style. I agree. I do. I still uh, I do like the style though. I think it looks it looks, it looks charming. Yeah, that's I, charming. I wanted to. I actually want to bring up. There's a movie out right now. It's an mm. independent uh, Japanese film, animated film called White Snake. Uh, I saw the trailer for it. It looks super cool. Uh, you, uh, if you guys can find that one, might want to check that one out. I didn't need to talk about it in the trailers, but I just want to. White Snake. I know that band. Um. All right. Uh. Scoob. Hey, Scoobs. This is the new Hanna. This is the kickoff to the Hanna Barbera uh, animated the HB, cinematic the universe. HBU, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. Lord, I did think it was cute that uh, Shaggy and Scoopy were dressed up as uh, Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Yes, that is super cute. That was, that was cute. I actually, uh, the second time watching this trailer, I really, really like the look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the the animation style. Uh, I don't have a nostalgia for Scooby Doo. Uh, I watched it, but like, I'm not like fond of it. So like. Uh, I think the, the cast seems fine. Uh, I'm I'm a big Zac Efron guy, so like I really like Zac Efron Zac Efron being in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that there's like real monsters like, again. Like I like I always like that. Yeah. The uh, I'll read the synopsis since you brought that up real quick. Scoob, that's the exclamation point, mm. reveals how lifelong friends Scooby and Shaggy first met and how they joined with young detectives Fred, Velma, and Daphne to form the famous Mystery Inc. Now with hundreds of cases solved and adventures shared, Scooby and the gang face their biggest, most challenging mystery ever, a plot to unleash the ghost dog Cerberus upon the world. Ooh. As they race to stop the global dog apocalypse, the gang discovers that Scooby has a secret legacy and an epic destiny greater than anyone imagined. Oh my god, the dog apocalypse! I'm on board. So uh, I'm not crazy about the voice of Shaggy Will Forte. I'm not crazy about Will Forte as Shaggy. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I am morbidly curious about a Hanna Barbera shared cinematic universe. They did Future Quest. That was pretty Future good. Future Quest was pretty cool, yeah. actually. So they've already just flat out said that the Blue Falcon and Dino Butter in this movie. Yeah, because I mean they're the on the ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm yeah, oh yeah. And we know that Tracy Morgan is playing Captain Caveman. Oh shit! Really? Oh yeah. We Captain Caveman in this movie. Ah! That's um, hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. I don't mind the animation, but I was I wanted to say, oh yeah, the biggest sin in this movie. They get Scooby's name wrong. His name is not Scooby Dooby Doo. It is Scoobert Cornelius Doo. It's true. This um, is the new Kelvin timeline. <laughs> James uh, T. Kirk was still James T. Kirk. The animation oh, right. is good. There's not a lot in here that feels like it's actually got the spirit of Scooby Doo in it at all. Yeah. Um, so I get that. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. Watch the I'm also time. not on board with this Hanna Barbera universe thing. So. Excuse me, it's the HBCU. Okay. Mm <laughs> the Hubba Coop. Yeah. Uh, Will Forte is not a good casting choice for Shaggy. No, he's <laughs> just not. Straight up. Matthew Lillard. Anyway. I Yeah, it's just, um, no. I, I don't feel like it's, it's it's not the direction I want to see Scooby go, but whatever. Yeah, well, you're getting your, anyway. your, you get your Scooby-Doo shows. Yeah, yay. They keep getting canceled after one season, but yeah. Aww. Aww. That's true. Rip. I do like uh, that Ikea joke at the end, though. That... That joke got me. It got me too. Like we must be in Ikea. Ikea. Did you just say Ikea? Nope, no, I said Falcon Fury, just like you did. <laughs> At least that they got they got uh, old man Welker. Yeah, as, yeah. as, Still uh, kicking but not along. as Fred. Nope, just he, the dog. Because in the shows he plays Fred and the dog. That's good. <laughs> hey, I'm a 19-year-old. <laughs> so yeah, that's a 
It looks all right. Yeah. All right. It looks cute. Same with SpongeBob. It looks cute. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now that they got that shit out of there. What's up, Sonic? Oh. Let's say. Let's just say the goods. Uh, they fixed Sonic. It's got the goods. However, somehow it looks worse. I. Ben, uh, ben say all. Say well, say what you need to say. Say all, right. all your stuff about this before I before I get mean. Okay. Well, before no, you get mean, not about you, about Sonic the movie. Okay. <laughs> about you. Look, and your I friend Stephen King. Look. I knew this movie was going to be bad from the second I saw that very first trailer. I thought it was going to be downright awful even with the bad design. The good design and what I saw, I might enjoy this movie a little the bit. Design the design looks st- real Now, good. the design is awesome. Everyone's been raving how good the design is. Sonic looks fan-freaking-tastic. Tyson has seen one of um, Sonic's, ac- the guy who draws Sonic for the comics every now and then. He apparently was the lead uh, designer in this uh, design change. So He's per- been all over Twitter raving about it. Yeah, like, it's so cool. All the internet has, for... for has agreed that Sonic looks great and I even after the second trailer I'm like I mean this movie's still probably gonna be bad but it kind of looks a little endearing there's a good tweet uh, that's like um, where was this energy that you guys where was this energy we needed for Dragon Ball Evolution 10 years ago fools (laughs) (laughs) I'm like it's true Piccolo I mean Jim Carrey and they say Dr. Robotnik so it's confirmed he's Dr. Robotnik not Dr. Eggman I will say uh, uh, Jim Carrey looks real good. I actually laughed mm-hmm. a couple times he in this trailer. Having yeah. A good time. yeah, I mean James Marsden doesn't need to be in there, but he's in there. The, hey, uh, he needs a, he needs a new pool. So the latte line was really good. Yeah, I love the way you make it. <laughs> so Sonic and Robotnik are the sole reasons I'm probably gonna see this movie with a little open heart. Everything else, like the storyline, like Sonic saying, you mean everything this, that isn't Sonic related. Yeah, everything that isn't Sonic related, like the whole obviously, like he reads the whole Flash comics guys. Yeah, which is I thought Get was it? cool because he's fast. But his whole thing of, oh, yeah, this is my power. It's like, Sonic, you were just born to, with this with super speed. Uh, okay, that's... But they need, they need, they need a plot. I, I don't know. All right, Sparks, do you want to say anything? Yeah. Um, I think that a really good sum up was somebody uh, was on Twitter about this, and they said, like, look, I would take Sonic looking like he doesn't actually belong in the world any day as long as he actually looks like he has a good design instead of having it look like, oh, he blends in better, but he looks like crap. Um, so I don't care that it doesn't look like he's really there. I'm like, good, he at least looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd rather have that any day of the Do week. Do you remember, Brandon, when, when we first saw the first trailer and you're like, I'm not sure how they can make the design like... Yeah. This is how it. This yeah. is how you do it. Well, I mean, I I said that, and then we saw the Detective Pikachu trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. It yeah. could be done. Yeah, it could yeah. be done. Get yeah. those human teeth out of yeah. there. This is this is far and away a better design. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that there are things like now all of a sudden he's holding a little ring in a no, scene that he never was before. That is the warp ring. No, but you get yeah. my point. It yeah, was I never there before. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, uh, in the yeah. So like, uh, how much have they changed the story here? Um, if we're going off of that first trailer, I still have a problem with the fact that Sonic can basically stand still in time and be faster than anything because there's no stakes. Uh, that's, that's the Quicksilver problem. That's yeah. that's like the whole thing. Oh, my voice is cracking. That's like the whole thing with this trailer. Like, there's like a second section where like he, they're going on a road trip. Yeah. Why? You can go anywhere instantaneously. Well, he can't carry James Marsden. Why not? He can't carry James. He's Marsden. just a Flash. Why he doesn't not? Have super strength. Then take the. the co- it's a fake character. It's not real. It's yeah, a comic. But, I mean, like he's he's fast, but he's not strong. Okay, fair, fair. You solved my Sonic conundrum. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I do like the one line where after Sonic does a spin dash to the to one of Robotics machines, here and comes James, the boom. Yeah, that one. But then James Watson's like, "How are you not dead? I have no idea." I just think um, 
this looks incredibly generic on every single level except like the two characters sonic i don't care about sonic at all mm-hmm. uh i don't think he's he's funny in this trailer like it's it, it's it's for kids like it's, yeah. it's fine but i still don't think the writing seems very good at all uh, especially like when we have things like the lego movie and P- pokemon and pikachu and like we can we can make quality out of this. children's entertainment doesn't have to play children's dumb. entertainment does not have to lower itself for children children are smarter than you than you think yes mm-hmm. um and this entire trailer it, it just it's like you gotta go fast it's <laughs> Uh, it took me three times to sit through the full thing because I was so damn bored. Yeah. Uh, Sonic is not a property I'm in, I'm interested in, so I probably wasn't going to see this unless we reviewed it for the show. Oh, we're reviewing it. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, oh baby. You heard it here first, folks. Um, At midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just kind of not on board. If I can go see Dragon Ball Evolution in theaters, I can see this thing. <laughs> but th- that yeah. was 10 years ago. You didn't know better. No, I knew better. <laughs> I was the only person who walked in that theater and knew better. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, this looks terrible. Uh, I I thought the first trailer at least looked a little bit better than this one did. Not not design. If like, you put the Sonic design in that first trailer, that's a yeah. Better when trailer when they me. when the plot is like, oh, they want my powers to end the universe, and I'm like, cool, that's original. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Genericness aside, Sonic looks so good. Even yeah. they have Green Hill Zone, and it looks great. Listen, if you want to see the thing that you like, they have the thing that you like. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I need more. Oh, I know I the story. I still, I still don't think that they've like some of the lines are more capturing Sonic's attitude, but I don't think that like it's both a combination of Ben Schwartz playing it and doing the voice, but also just the way that they've executed the character. It's not very Sonic to me. Yeah. Yeah. Same same issue that I have with Shaggy. Like I'm like mm-hmm. this isn't that I don't think Shaggy's actually written very much like Shaggy yet based on that trailer and Scoop either. Um and I think both like again like just missing the spirit of those characters Will Forte is as Shaggy is totally missing it and Ben Schwartz's Sonic is totally missing it too. Yeah. And yeah. again like your thing about like he's like he's the fastest thing alive like there are no stakes. So like a lot of these action scenes I'm just like there's not they have to slow it down to make it interesting otherwise like why are we why would we have uh-huh. fights at all? Right. So I'm like it's a part of me that's like fundamentally like you got to do something different, I think, than just right. this generic, like, oh, we're just going to hang mean, out on a road but trip. But even this type of film was so common, like Rocky and Bowling, I always go back to. It's just an animated thing. They're in a thing, car a lot, too. An animated thing comes to a live-action world. Yeah. Looney Tunes back in action. Looney Tunes back in action. Mm-hmm. Which means it can be done well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Look, it's it's no different than, like, Rabbit? there are yeah. tons of great Muppets movies, which is really no different. You just need to do it right. True. Yeah. And, like, respect the spirit of the characters and put some actual effort into it. And it can work. Yeah. Is, is like, is Robotnik, is, like, that this loony in, in the games? Depends. Because, like, in Sonic Mania, yeah, it depends which he barely even has a personality. Yeah. He's just like, I'm a robot, in the, man. in the original games, he kidnaps robot, he kidnaps animals and puts them to robot and yeah. puts them inside robots to power them. Yeah. In the cartoon... I'm talking about his personality. I need to know what this, who this person is. So that's many, what connects me to movies. That's and the games. problem. There are so many different versions of Robotnik mm. that I can't pick just one. Like even when I, he's after Eggman in the this, Sonic Adventure to the newer games, he's trying to take over the world. Uh, this seems the most like the Robotnik from Sonic Boom. Yeah, kind of does. Sonic Boom. Different Sonic Boom. The, Sonic the, Boom. There's a there's a video game that was like a totally like different kind of reboot. Was it on the Wii? Sonic. It was. Or um, the Wii U actually. And uh, it was called Sonic Boom, and it launched its own successful, still going Cartoon Network television series. It, this is the one where Sonic is like taller, and he has bandages around his arm, and Knuckles is like really oh, yeah. big and bulky. Oh yeah, I like those designs. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's Sonic Boom. The Robotnik in here seems the most like that version of Robotnik from that he still looks like more like Eggman in the comics than like or sorry in the games than 
uh, Jim Carrey, but the character personality seems more like that one, right. which I understand because Sonic Boom has a fan base. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This is the last animated property has Harley Quinn, the TV series on DC Universe and HBO Max, probably. A lot of F-bombs. This one felt a little try try hard. I will say... I was less sold. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think because you make a shorter trailer, you put more... The F-bombs aren't as spread out as like the regular episode, yeah. so it's really truncated of like a lot of F-bombs <clears throat> back-to-back, so I do agree. Uh, I think it'll probably feel more natural when we're watching the episode, because totally. I'm a person who swears a lot. I try to not do it on podcasts, but I sure. do swear a lot, so like I'm... If you're going for a rated R thing, I'm not opposed to you swearing a lot. Yeah. But I definitely felt that in this. I'm in not this. either. It just felt very much like this trailer was a smash cut montage showing me everything you can do because you're a mature yes, show. And I don't like without showing me anything with any. I hate when trailers real do that. real context to yes. it. I mean, I'm already I'm already not sold because of the choice of this version of Harley Quinn. Yeah, but. Yeah, I kind of watched this one. And I was I was into the first trailer, but this one I wasn't really. I'm still very into it because it's poison Ar- poison ivy and Harley hanging out, which is what everyone loves. And, and then yeah, like King Shark and Clayface. Yeah, the yeah. The, the, the rogues gallery of a bunch of like. I really like King Shark's design. I do too. He looks kind of like almost dopey. Yeah. And I like uh, I like um, Bane talking to Joker. Oh, and the Tom Hardy voice. That, I like that. that. Did get me too. I do like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, she has HPR. Most people, most actually active people do. Yeah. Um, no sexually active people do. Yeah, um, I'll definitely watch the first episode at least. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. This just wasn't a good trailer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fantasy Island had a trailer this week. Fantasy Island Talk had about a trailer. Oh, yeah. eighty from its original property. <laughs> I'd never heard of the original property. It's a, it's like a seven, it's like a late seventies or or eighties. Like a you have definitely seen like images of this. This is always like the tall guy in the white suit with the shorter gentleman in the white suit. Hershey? Uh huh. Hershey, yeah. The yeah. guy from uh, uh, Man with the Golden Gun, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 It's so, Ma- is that Michael Pena, right? Yes. This yeah. is Michael Pena. Uh, Lucy Hale is yes. one of the main actors as well in Maggie Q. Yeah, Maggie Q. Nikita. Good for her. Um, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. Uh, just just saw an idea. I'm like, this looks cool. So this the original looks show, different. the original show is about like you arrive at this fantasy island and your dreams come true, and it's like a happy, fun show. Um, this is a horror version of that where your you wildest know, dreams are nightmares. You know what this reminds me of? What? Banana a Splits. Mm. What? The Banana Splits live action movie that turned that property into a horror movie? No. Oh. It's kind of like a monkey's paw sort of thing. Yes. Where it's like, hey, this is. It's like, hey, you get a, uh, you get to your wildest dreams come true, but they come, but they're twisted. It's the Wishmaster franchise. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's an older idea, but imp- applied in a, in an interesting way. Much like Bloomhouse is doing with Black Christmas mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I am too. This looks cool. I want to support Michael Pena in anything. <coughs> Me too. I love yeah. Him. I saw. I want to support Maggie Q. Yeah. True. Yes. And also, Lucy Hale's pretty good. Is she? The things I've seen her in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, I will interject. We didn't watch it. We don't need to watch it. This is why I didn't bring it up earlier, but I will say they did release several little teasers, all with different footage for the crisis that's coming on CW. Oh, yeah. It was one made each for each show, including Black Lightning got its own, oh. which is cool. Was the Supergirl one with her with her uh, uh, cape flying in the wind, or was that something It was else? with Superman's cape Superman flying cape, in the yeah. wind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Legends had After one. After the death of Superman. Legends had one. Batwoman had one. Arrow had one. They all had one. Um, and it just gave us some ideas of, of things that are coming in. It looked pretty good, uh, but uh, it, it was too many like little repetitive things, so I want to wait until they do a bigger trailer for us to discuss it yeah. uh, as a group. But I will say that um, Flash is running on a treadmill, 
Oh, a cosmic treadmill. It seems I've oh. wanted. To, man, I've wanted to see the cosmic treadmill since he's. Uh, it's looking like it. That's how the Flash one first opens up is with that shot uh, of his feet hitting that treadmill. Because we I'm like, oh, we dang. get the the cosmic treadmill in design only in the yeah. first season. Um, there's there's some stuff happening on the Flash right now that is very intriguing. So cool. we'll see if we're. Um, oh, go ahead, Some somebody somebody is claiming that. Uh, he has a way to save Barry, <gasps> uh, it's, and it's the new Harrison. <gasps> well, Ooh. so we'll see. Spoilers. Um, and uh, we saw some Black Lightning stuff, which was really cool. Um, we got the moment of him kind of being pulled out of his world, and they're and they're saying we need your help. And he's like, "You just told me my whole world is going to end. And you're saying that you just need my help right now because he's never jumped multiverses before. So him being thrown into this is really cool, and because that's one of my favorite shows on the CW right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah Chris Williams, get it. Yeah. He's he's killing it. I, I'm real happy for I him. Um, we have seen like a, a a full shot of Brandon Routh in the Superman costume, Rad. which looks great. Uh, yeah, some good stuff. Tyler Hoechlin, we got some good Tyler Hoechlin. Can't wait to watch it. Is that the CW update for the week? That's the CW update for the week. I mean, I've I've been watching the shows. There's there's good stuff happening there, but yeah. Uh, Shall we we get into our... Yes, real quick. We're talking about miscellaneous things just real quick. Uh, There were some... um, The Marvel TV shows just had a little bit of things. I hired some new writers. Um, They released... (laughs) The expanded... Sorry, the expanded the universe um, documentary on the Marvel page at Disney Plus has a, to- a bunch of new stuff for the shows. Yes, so I guess that's where oh, all this I'm comes sorry. from. I'm sorry. All, I didn't even think to talk about that stuff. I did watch that too. That's everything that we saw at Disney. D23. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, but like, we know, we like, there was like a imagery of what like the Miss Marvel logo looks like and the Loki one, which it's, it's Loki's name, but all the font is changing yes. for all four letters yes. throughout history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's super yeah, cool it looking. Inter- uh, intercuts the, the Comic-Con footage and the Disney yeah. Plus footage. Oh, yeah, I saw D- that. D23 yep. footage. Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of cool new things like concept art. And we saw what uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier look like and I think that lo- they look dope. The uh, the What If animated clips we saw. Oh, those. my God. Yeah. There's so much cool What If stuff, guys. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I love it. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum said Robert Downey Jr. is in What If. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he yeah. leaked it by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, I, I believe, I think that they are going to have everyone in it. I think that just at the time when they were doing the cast announcement, they hadn't inked out like schedules for people to come in and yeah. do their voice recordings. But I yeah. do think like literally everybody will be in it at yeah. some point because it's so easy to get someone to come in and do one day of voice Absolutely. recording. I can't imagine that anybody in the MCU won't do it. All the all the little gifts that we've seen, I guess, are from Disney+. Plus, um, yeah, but, like, from w- that We've seen Captain <laughs> Carter. We've seen like zombie Captain yes, America. The, yeah, like that's all those. All I'm like telling you, that Captain, uh, that Peggy Carter stuff looks radical, man. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I love the animation style. I'm glad it's not. It's not cheap. Yeah, uh, it's good 3D. It's it's its own. It's its own take, and it's yeah. cool. It's al- yeah. almost like like a Pixar kind of thing. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say, WandaVision, some of it will be filmed in front of a live studio audience. So weird. Oh. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, I, what the hell that show's going to be? I'm so excited. I am excited, too. Um, was it last week or this week that Loki was revealed to be... It was last week, right? That Loki's connected to Doctor Strange? It was last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we... That's, that's the news. <coughs> all right. McClunky. No! no. And we McClunkied back. This is awful. <laughs> our main topic uh it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a as, as ryan said this as ryan said this week on twitter a banger a banger of a topic <laughs> okay i'll tell you what i'm so surprised that's why i'm okay we're talking about it now but i'm still surprised that this is still going on and things keep developing i'm just like wow. so, so before we get to that part we are discussing first the james dean stuff yes it was too big not to pass up <clears> because oh once because they found t- this week the company that is Recreating James Dean has partnered with I have I have it right here. It is 
but at a worldwide XR, there goes my microphone. World, worldwide XR. Worldwide XR, XR, XR. They're partnering up to make James Dean 2.0. That's what they're calling it. And they have plans to do this again with Jimmy Stewart, Betty Davis. No, not Jimmy. With ton, they they think that they're going to have a they whole have the, library. They have like forty sport and acting celebrities yeah. life rights now. This is awful. Oh, yeah, Malcolm X. Malcolm X is on this list. That's the school. Maya Angelou. That's Rosa the Parks are on this list. Rosa Parks. What Rosa would you Parks do that? is They're on this list. Uh, like in like ten years, when all of these movies a come out, a stunning array of personalities and brands. I wonder if these families are gonna like be okay with all the money that they got. I don't even think this. it's just for movies. That's what's terrifying me. I'm scared. I'm scared of seeing like Rosa Parks advertising like your favorite seat cushion for the football game. No, dude, she's like oh. it's. Uh, she's I'm advertising Greyhound. No, oh. I know, I know. This is what Christopher, I'm af- afraid of. Yeah. I'm like, this is the the worst timeline. Christopher yeah. Reeve is on this list. No. They'll market him for some Superman shit or something awful. Right? Oh God. Like oh this no. is this is the worst timeline. Yeah. This Technology is maybe isn't for good all the time. Uh, yeah, they they've straight up said um, it's just uh, some people dislike it, um, but I urge skeptics to think of it as James Dean 2.0. We're not just stopping at this movie. We're going to have James Dean. This is the beginning of James Dean's comeback. We're gonna that's, make Red that's River. Not that he's not real. He's Red River dead. James he's not Dean real. lived. He passed away. He doesn't oh, exist anymore. Where's that line where he, he says like uh, to be. he said something like uh, actors come and go, but legends never die, or something like that's that. That's a great line, but not for this. Okay, yeah, legends never die, but that's because their films live on for uh, their films. You can't let them live forever. Yeah, it's not like gonna hey, do? we're gonna put James Dean in a brand new movie that he's never acted in. You're still gonna have someone to stand there to do all the movements. Ben, I, Ben, think of it this way. Uh, a CG actor is a lot easier to control than a real actor. It's also cheaper. Influ- yes. Sorry, Del influencers Dom. will come and go, but legends will never die. Influencers, it's worse than actors. Do you That's know? Do you know what they, they could do? They could eventually the the an- another logical step for this is that just no real actors are hired. Just keep doing this. Yeah, <sighs> that 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 is a fair. Yeah, you can control them. Um, they can do whatever you want. Show they can manufacture new ones by blending actors together. Also, yes. Uh, this oh is, my god, yes. This is unrelated. This is Jurassic Park. It's, it's, this it's is not, not a good Jurassic Park. Uh, there's also, it's kind of similar, guys. There's these things called deep fakes that are now a big popular yes, thing. Yes. Where you're just like, you can make an actor say and do what you want, and it's just because of technology, you can just superimpose their face onto another body. Collider did a George Lucas deep fake that pissed a lot of people off. I can see why. Yeah. I watched the video, and I actually think it's a. It's really impressive how they do it. It's also truly terrifying. Well, especially because Collider at first didn't say it was a deep fake. Well, it's clearly because like you see, you it's see also Robert just disappointing that a source like Collider decided to put out such a yeah. negative piece. Yes. But I think they knew exactly that that would. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I know eyes. what we live in. We live in the negative clickbait cli- timeline. Yeah. But like, F, F which that, if you're ready man. is a really good pla- place to take our next topic. <sighs> Hold well, on. Well, I can definitely see why Martin Scorsese is a, not a fan of the 21st century of Hollywood. <laughs> They use his movie, The Irishman, as an example of why they should do this. It's not the same. Those actors are alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just use makeup and de-aging techniques to make them look a little bit younger. That's it's all so they did. No th- amount of makeup in the world can make James Dean look good. This no. is the worst. This is one of the worst slippery slopes I've ever seen This is the darkest Hollywood do. Yeah. Because you can say that CGI was a way to enhance. And Okay, what's the... Animals. Sure, oh, you don't have to work with animals. Andre the Giant's on no. here. No. No. The Princess Bride 2 is guys. Princess Bride 2 is coming, guys. Oh, get out of here. I can see this happening. As long as William Goldman's alive, I hope he's alive. This is terrible. 
This is awful. I'm sorry. Like the the moment that they said the James Dean 2.0 quote, that's when I got upset. I'm like, yeah. this is so and it said bafflingly wrong. Earnesty, and they yes. love it, and they believe it. Like, there's nothing wrong with bringing there's something back. There's nothing wrong with this. a good idea to their eyes. God. Not only like, oh, this is a great idea. Before we've even put this movie out here, I don't want you to think of this as just a one-off. We are doing this hardcore with a whole bunch of celebrities. You're gonna see this is a blade coming around. Star. This is terrible. Yeah. Awful, awful thing. Yeah. Martin Scorsese agrees, and uh, they justify it by saying, "Well, you know, Martin Scorsese's the Irishman, which isn't the same thing." No. Anyway, Martin Scorsese, I guess. Let's go. So Martin go Scorsese uses CGI when he needs to. He doesn't make fully CGI people. <laughs> yeah, even Hugo. Hugo is pretty heavy on CGI, but yeah. it doesn't use yeah. stuff like that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a lot I'm of so mad about Hugo. this James Dean. Crap. Oh, real quick. So uh, stupid. I watched the scene from Tintin. Um, that movie uh, looks like uh, Lupin the Third. Like that animation, there's uh -huh. like one long take scene where they're going. Oh yeah, it's, I like that it's a lot. stunning. Yeah. That might be the most beautiful animated movie I've ever seen in my it's life. Really good. Uh, I just forgot all about it because nobody saw it. I guess. I really nobody, like it. But nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. I really wanted to see all three of those movies. Oh yeah, the ones that didn't get made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that transitions into uh, our boy Marty Scorsese. So Scorsese's been in the news. I'm sure everyone has seen this. Yes. Uh, We've been leaving it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted—I was comfortable leaving it alone until uh, until the New York Times article came up, which Ryan uh, sent us to, sent to all of us. Um, basically, because I felt that you that us with our we have a positive lens on the show. We try to talk about things we're mostly positive yeah. about. Uh, I think through that we can contextualize this in a way that isn't being spoken about on the internet. Well, and that's why he wrote the piece because like a lot of people are putting words in his mouth yeah. and like uh after after reading through this and like like he's coming at it from a from a reason of passion for movies yeah. and just a type of movie that doesn't get made as much as superhero movies so like i completely get where he's coming from but like his initial statements i get why people got mad and i even and i'll just say like i don't like that he keeps insisting and he, he explained it and i get it i don't like the idea because it feels elitist to me it is yes. it is it, that that you would be like this isn't cinema this is below cinema it's 100 percent elitist yeah so so uh shout outs here it is shout outs to board annoyed board annoyed had a whole discussion about this because uh they they talked about it briefly and then he wrote this piece and they responded to it because one of them is a huge marvel cinematic universe fan like yeah. major and he was like f this this is absolutely upsetting and stupid and the other one is more middle of the road with us where he's like i don't agree with a lot of what scorsese's saying but i'm not like angry right but i did think that they brought up one extremely incredibly valid point it is upsetting that scorsese is using this new york times piece to <laughs> in the new york times one of the most famous papers which he has access to because he's freaking martin scorsese to talk about it in an elitist way and act like he's the underdog he's punching yeah. down by pretending he's punching up. Yeah. yeah. Which he's already, is he, stupid. He's already made it. He doesn't. He's, he's not struggling. Exactly. He is punching down at everyone else by pretending that he has to be punching up to the people who are making these franchise yeah. films. And here's the thing. I don't think he's necessarily wrong in everything he's saying. Yeah. Nor do I. But I think that the way that he went about it and uh, and just the intent of it yeah. is misplaced. Because here's, here's the thing. I... I admire Martin Scorsese. I'm sure a lot of us do. He's made, he's made great films. He has the, he's one of the top ten, maybe. He is absolutely of one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Yeah. Yes. So, but when he says something like that, when he says something like that, the initial thoughts and even a little bit the New York Times article, it makes me feel bad. That's like, well, I don't care if you don't like what I like. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you tell me that what I like is below you, that hurts me. And it's below, not only below you, but below. 
anyone who's a true fan of film. Yeah. That's the mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't respect it as an art form if you appreciate, if you like enjoy these films yeah. that much. And I'm like, that's, so uh, I, I want to start right off the bat with like, what bothers me is that I know Martin Scorsese hasn't watched most of these things. I guarantee you Martin Scorsese's never seen either of the Guardians films. No, probably not. Um, what I think bothers me the most about that is that he's doing this piece where it's a teardown of these franchise films without being able to reference a single one of them specifically for things that he doesn't like about them. Yeah. It's just a broad statement. And when he says Marvel movies, he means superhero films. But he's saying Marvel because he doesn't know the difference. I was going to say- And like, he doesn't care to look into it. Into, like, a ge- even general audience people, like, they don't know that Marvel and DC are different things. Right. My mom doesn't know that. Hey, he, he's definitely talking about superhero films, and he's yeah. doing it in a way- uh, because he feel, I truly feel like he's frustrated that he can't get the types of movies he wants made. He had to go it to was, Netflix. It was fine. I understand that, but it was fine when he was just saying this offhandedly. Yeah. When he decided to sit down and write a long article describing this stuff, I needed him to at least give some examples of like, I've watched this and this is, you know, this didn't work for me or this. Or some recognition of like, what he's actually indulged in rather than this feeling like a, you know, uh, I just like look at them and I know they're not for me, so I don't even bother. And so I'm judging it without seeing it. Yeah. I'm judging the whole genre without giving any of them a chance. Yeah. I've never even considered Logan. I've never Logan. considered Guardians of the Galaxy. Black Panther. I won't give them a chance. So whatever. I got, there's a, a I stepped of- out at, at Batman Forever, like that's like twenty years ago. That's yeah. what he is. Uh, I got a choice quote, quote here that I that I disagree with him. Uh, and if you're going to tell me that it's simply a matter of supply and demand and giving the people what they want, I'm going to disagree. It's a chicken and egg issue. If people are only given one kind of thing and endlessly sold in one thing, they're only going to want that one thing. And I disagree with that. Well, yeah, because move. Uh, art movies com- have been coming out since superhero movies have been coming out. They are often less marketed because Hollywood is about business and that is what I do agree with him with that art house movies are not in the same light as they were 40 years ago yeah. superhero blockbusters have taken Hollywood over He's but that a, doesn't mean art doesn't still exist he doesn't realize that he came up with a very different breed of filmmaker yes. yeah. than, a, than that, what, that came before he ushered in like a, a, he ushered in an era of indie filmmaking the current the current studio system is very similar to the previous one there was a period in the 80s, the 70s or 80s where art reigned. Yeah. Where you could just make the kind of movie that you want to make because it was bohemian, it was different, it was rebellious. That is no longer the case, and that wasn't the case before him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I get the frustration. Um, Jennifer Aniston has a similar frustration. So, I totally get it. So, yeah. also, the blame is being placed on the wrong thing. It's not franchise films. This is streaming. Yeah. This is the fact that people don't go to the movie theaters unless it's for big spectacle that they can't just like enjoy at home. If it's a smaller independent film, guess what? I can pop it up on the streaming service. Yeah. yeah. Why would I go Again, spend when, extra money at the theaters? Like, we're lucky that we have a really cheap theater, but like yes. if we want to go see a big big blockbuster movie, that's like up to $20 a ticket, right? right? That's a lot of money for an hour and a half of your time. So like I want to be entertained. No like I I love dramas, but I don't want to go to spend 20 bucks to go sit through a dramas half the time. Yeah, I want I don't be, I want spectacle on the big screen. I don't want to drop 20 20 dollars to go see the Irishman. Yeah. Sorry. No, I don't. I will watch he the can't I- say he can't say that because Irishman is on a streamer. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to is my example like yeah. you know i i would 
I went and saw The Lighthouse. That no, really grabbed me. I'm but sorry. like yeah. my, my point being, Lighthouse is independent art kind of yeah. film, like yeah. the way he's talking about. And I went and saw that. Villains. And I was willing to spend the money on it. Villains is another great example. And yeah, they don't get the, the attention that they deserve, but it isn't because franchise films are kicking them out of the theaters. It's because streaming services have dominated the market in a way that has made it movie theater going a more ritzy and for special occasion kind of feeling for their general audience that isn't cinephiles. Let me clarify what I was trying to say. I said it wrong. Um, Martin Scorsese can't say that that streaming is the problem. So he's found another scapegoat. He still kind he has, of does in this article. Because he has a movie coming out on a streaming service. He still kind of does, but but without actually, but but still while blaming franchise films for being the thing that's made him have to go to streaming. And it's like, no, streaming made you have to go to streaming. He says, I don't know a single filmmaker who doesn't want to design films for the big screen uh, to be directed uh, projected before audiences in theaters. That includes me, and I'm speaking as someone who has just completed a picture for Netflix. Uh, it and it alone allows us to make The Irishman the way that we needed to, and I'll always be thankful for that at least. We have a the- theatrical window, which is great. Would I like the picture to play more on bigger screens? Of course I would, but I got I had to make the movie that I wanted to. So, like, even he is like, I had to make my own uh, uh, like and sacrifices. A, it is a damn shame that he had to. Yeah. There's a it real, truly is. Yeah. So there's a real big problem I have with a contradiction of consciousness with this that is... I really want more people to see my art film, but I only really care about the art of making the film. Mm -hmm. But I need more people to see it. But I only really care about the art of making it. You can't be both. Yeah. Either you enjoy the art of making it and that's enough, or you need it to be so popular and seen by everybody. Yeah. You're not both. Right. That's the unfortunate thing about, again, Hollywood. Like, you need to cater to all the demographics if you want to make a buck. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, don't put $150 million into your gangster movie. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of those movies yeah. is that they're cheap. Yes, they uh, can be made on the yeah, cheap. It's, like it's the more about drama than than any action or anything. Yeah. So when you when you get a budget that's when you got a gangster movie that already it pulls in numbers but yeah. not like big. numbers It's also like three hours long, and you're making it the you're making it not only the length but with the money of a blockbuster. Yeah. Studios are gonna kind of be like, I don't know if I want to take that risk. It's a lot of CGI right there. All that's money. A lot of money. Cast younger actors. Um. <laughs> he yeah, right. he also very much plays to this narrative of like one artist vision for film and discredits a lot of the idea of everybody else who puts work into a film. All movies are art. I agree. Even the bad ones. Um, Everyone tries. Yeah. There's, I, I, he's very, uh, he's very of the mindset of the auteur and the one single artist vision that unites everybody under it. And I'm like, cool, you're non-collaboration. I get it. Yeah. A lot of other films aren't. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, he so yeah he, he again he grew up in seven or grew, making movies in the seventies and eighties that were like singular visions and right, that's yeah. that's his his kind of his main thing is like when you make these giant three hundred million dollar movies there isn't a vision it's just a committee uh, so those were the exception not the rule yes in the past twenty years as we know the movie business has changed on all fronts but the most om uh, om Ominous change, excuse me. Ominous change has happened stealthily and under the cover of night. The gradual but steady elimination of risk. Many films today are perfect products manufactured for immediate consumption. Many of them are well made by teams by t- uh, of talented individuals. All the same, they lack a unifying vision of individual artistry. And to some extent, I do agree. Uh, I don't to some extent, with that. I agree as well. But that does not mean those movies are any lesser for having more people involved. I've said it before, Kevin Feige, I'll bring in Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is, is the type of producer that generally I wouldn't be happy with meddling in story. Yeah. But he's the exception, not the rule. The MCU is a very specific type of thing. It yeah. is a it is a it is a singular it's, vision across multiple movies. It's existence. It's existence is a risk. Yes. The the MCU is home to examples of both what he's saying and what he isn't saying. 100%. Because 
I would argue Iron that, Man two and then Guardians of the Galaxy. I would argue that exactly Iron Man two is exactly what he's complaining about, but in that exact same franchise is Guardians of the Galaxy. Thor Ragnarok. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy two, which yeah. is absolutely the opposite of what he's saying. Thor Ragnarok is Taika Waititi's vision. That and is him, his voice. And him discrediting. I mean, it's James Gunn's vision, but but it's it. There's this idea like that nobody else brings anything to the table sure. in the way that Scorsese's framing it. Whereas, like, we know that James Gunn is is collaborative in the sense that, like, he listens to the thoughts that the actors have about things. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are adjustments to scripts that he'll make. Things like that. And Scorsese is a, a director who doesn't operate that way, which is fine. But it's this discrediting of, like, doing any other kind of method as non-cinema art. Right. Not true to the form. Don't, don't appreciate the craft. I do not. I do not have a problem with, a, with some of the things. You know, a lot of the things he actually says. The examples he uses is, is true. Listen, the, uh, the the theater industry, sorry, the movie industry, it's gotten it's got some issues right now, mm-hmm. especially with creative forces uh, and risk taking. We've talked about it. We've lamented it, but the elitism. I will always have a problem, even if you're Martin Scorsese. Of with the elite with elitism, it's uh, kind of it's kind of like Jason Statham being like, I do my own stunts and they get grandmas to do theirs. Yeah. In any way, being able like Martin Scorsese is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. True, nobody is above anybody else enough to get to say what cinema is and what art is. Yeah, you don't get to do that. Nobody gets to do that. You can you can be a theme park ride <clears throat> and still still be art. Like I think I think that's a silly thing to say because like his movies are like gangster movies and stuff, but they are also thrill rides because you're invested in these characters. All movies should be thrill rides. That's why we go to them. When his movies came, like Goodfellas and everything came out, the gangster movie was the superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. They were like they were a dime a dozen, and they were ever Goodfellas everywhere. Is just like, like the is Westerns. like the Logan. It's like oh, these movies can be this. And just the, like the westerns before them. Godfather. Yeah, and he's discrediting. Like, this is the first time this has ever happened. And it's like, no, it's not. This is what was happening when you made these like movies. Like the sci-fi movie boom in the 50s. Oh, yeah. my God. They're, Ben's yeah. here. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. No, ben, you, you scared me. No, you guys were very, um, you guys were very, uh, oh, God, what's the word? Very, like, concentrated in your discussion. I didn't want to. Uh, Go ahead, Ben. But, yeah, you had you had a perfect point. Because I feel like all of the Scorsese has ever made are gangster movies. That's not true, though. Hugo. I know. It's not true. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, that's not really a gangster movie. But Hugo, Shutter Island. King of Comedy. Hacksaw Ridge. Nope. Mel Gibson. But what is he known for? Oh, oh, the silent one. Silence. Silence, yeah. But what is he known for? He's known for gangster movies. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. he's known for gangster movies. I like Hugo. I just want to put that out. I like Hugo a lot. Cool. And um, you got... uh, I think that my problem with this is the same problem I have with Birdman. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. It's just that... And also, not just with Birdman, but also with former students uh students i had um who were with me back when i was in college who would constantly rag on films like the first transformers movie and the superhero movies that are coming out transformers deserved it but yes i agree yeah but my and my argument did is the first transformers movie deserve it all right you're, that's fair that's the second time you called me on that i'm just saying it's, yeah but here's it's my fine here's no no no, no yeah. not, not my point my yeah. point being did it deserve to be ragged on just for being a blockbuster oh no no yeah, but because here's my thing. Scorsese's best friend is George Lucas. Just putting that out there. Cool. Mm. But here is my hey, thing. Star Wars theme parks. I've always saw movies as entertainment. I mean, that's they, they can are. be great art. Of course they are. But just because it's like it has to be, it has to be art. It has to inspire. It's like no, I want to go see stuff blow up for two hours I and think, forget about life. I think Bird. I want to go back to your comment on Birdman. I, I think love Birdman. I think you're. I think you're absolutely. Birdman is a great movie, but the but um. I won't go that far. I, I my issue I, with Birdman. The cinematography is great. Yeah. My my issue with Birdman is that it's a very 
pointed criticism at things that I like. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Like Bert, like with Michael Keaton, who was famously Batman. He and he and here he is his character was famously a comic book superhero, and they're making fun of comic book superhero films. And then he and then he made Spider Man like the next year. So yeah, I mean, so I he made say, Fast I'm and not saying he made for Speed. I'm yeah. not saying saying Michael Keaton had that had that opinion, but the director definitely had a message. Yeah. Yes, and he that did. was it. And that's why I don't like Birdman. And I think that Birdman is a very good a good parallel to what Scorsese is talking about because Birdman does it in a very elitist way. Like mm-hmm. I have made a true art film. The things you like are for babies. Yeah, and that's kind of what Scorsese is coming off at. And I hate that just because I like a f- I, just because I like Lord of the Rings or I like the Avengers films doesn't mean that's any lesser than some than me enjoying villains all movies are art exactly i don't think he would have a problem with villains he would he, have a problem exactly. with iron man exactly he would not have a problem with villains but i also he would don't think definitely he'd have an issue with lord of the rings no you want i take that I, back he I, really hated star wars i have a feeling he would hate lord of the rings. like you were saying earlier spectacle and films films are like sparks what you're saying you were saying films are also should be spectacles or you would pay 20 bucks to go see no, no, a spectacle no 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 i would i i'm not saying they should be I just want to be clear. What right. I'm saying is that streaming has made a market where when mm-hmm. people decide, the average person, not people like us who really dig going to see movies, uh-huh. people who like just go to see, the, the, the like average number in the country is like two a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the people who make those decisions, it has to be a really good reason for them yeah. to go do it and go away from the comfort of their home and all the things that they control. That's why right. Avengers and Star Wars make a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. right. And then, so like you can't blame franchises for a, five. you can't blame franchises for a market demographic that's streaming services has created yeah. and like on-demand services have created and irishman being in, fi- in theaters cool am i gonna see it in theaters probably not i'll streaming, probably just watch on netflix streaming sorry ben streaming has done the thing that the studios were worried tv was going to do yeah take people away from theaters yeah but the tv lets you play the movies in your house so it's a win-win i mean now we have better tvs than we did then yes yeah uh i think they're <clears throat> It is. It does suck that he had to go to to, yeah. to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't want to again because I think so. of movies like Ad Astra, which is a huge sci-fi, oh, oh, yeah. emotional okay. blockbuster. That yeah. is a movie think, made for the big screen, but nobody saw it. I think the saddest thing about it is that The Irishman, from everything I understand, is pretty good, which I believe because it's Scorsese and the people involved. But he's got this attitude about it, like somehow it's lesser. Just because it was made with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like his own movie is lesser because he made it with Netflix. I mean, I kind of, after yeah. reading Scorsese's article, I feel like I get where he's coming from, but he doesn't have to have the elitist mindset. If It is totally fine. Like yeah. we've said before, like what you like. And if you dislike something, but someone else likes the thing you dislike, let that person like their thing. That is fine. You don't like superhero films. That is your it's thing. It's the thing that Hugo Weaving did when he, when he was asked, would you ever come back to any of these movies he's like yeah. you know they're not for me yeah i don't li- I'm, not, I'm not into them yeah so like i i, I kind of like that comment of like yeah I, I mean people like them they have their fans mm-hmm. but if they're not if a, a lighthouse i didn't like lighthouse but that doesn't mean it's not a bad it's not a good movie it's or not not art. art like i i didn't care for it because it's not the kind of movie I, I like to see right and that's that's my thing is that in the same breath that he says I, these movies aren't for me these movies are not art yeah. And that's why they're not for me. And it's like, no, you just don't like these genres of film. And right. that's okay. But you haven't given any of the ones that are that, that would like might even appeal to you a chance. Yeah. So why should I listen to your judgment of things you've never even watched? 
another way of putting it would be that uh, they are everything that the films of Paul Thomas Anderson or Claire mm-hmm. Denise or Spike Lee or Ari Aster or Catherine Bigler or Wes Anderson are not. When I watch a movie by those filmmakers, I know I'm going to see something absolutely new and be taken to unexpected and maybe even unnameable areas of experience. My sense of what is possible in telling stories w- with moving images and sound is going to be expanded because of them, which he feels he doesn't get in the Marvel movies, which again... I get. I understand. Usually, when you go to see a, a superhero movie, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. With some things like Midsummer, you have no idea what you're getting yourself True, into. True, but there's but, but there's still there's still movies that can be enjoyed though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will say that comfort food still food. I think Black Panther could probably be put on the same level as Creed to go by the same director. Uh, and I want I honestly say what Black Panther does, not necessarily the movie, yeah. like it or not, but the cultural impact. You you know that you're going to get something that you've never seen before with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that he's just discredited that. Yeah, uh, sorry, just real quick. This is a privileged white director who's from an older generation of filmmaking. Okay, who's boomer. Who's saying some? We're millennials. <laughs> no, no, I was like, never mind. No, Tomorrow. him. Okay, boomer. To Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, if you count the number of minorities in any Martin Scorsese movie on your hands, uh, you'll still have both your hands. <laughs> that said, oh. that said, I want, I want to, I want to. Be clear. He has done a lot to getting uh, POC. Oh, absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely. It's just it's weird that it's not uh, reflective of, of his movies. Okay, right. okay. I was in the middle of something. Sorry. Uh, so he is a undeniably privileged older white film director who is casting down that uh, all of these things that are just fundamentally not things he's interested in are thus not art because in his mind there is only one way of making movies: art. Um, and it's by being independent, essentially. Uh, what what boils down to being of the indie mindset of doing things that are introspective and risk taking, and uh, and have to have some kind of uh, intense narrative and soul. Search. There can be no other value in any other shape of film or art, and that's just wildly uh, ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely because a lot of these Marvel movies are pushing uh, uh, people of color and women and stuff like that, like being very progressive. That's obviously not what he cares about. I No, I know, but that's the thing. Like, no, yeah. Th- th- like for what the movies are, like good or bad, like they are doing good things for diversity. For, it's, it's for billions of people. Yeah. Like, like, like little girls would go to see Wonder Woman because like they haven't seen that before. That could that's still meaningful and powerful to people, right? Even and if yeah, it's a superhero movie. And I'm not gonna lie. At the end of uh, Infinity War, I was never expecting Thanos wiping out half. Thanos won and at the end of Infinity War. Spoilers. It's been a year, over a year. Yeah. But yeah, when he says like, yeah, you get you, you, you there's no stakes. There was freaking stakes in Infinity War. I know I'm only picking one movie out of a broader spectrum. You don't, but still. You that, don't even need to go there. Go to go to Logan. Go to like yeah. arguably oh God, the Logan. most art art if you want to put that in quotes and say like this is high art film of the superhero genre. I say Dark go Knight to, too. Go to Logan. Go to yeah, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight, which Martin Scorsese hasn't given either a, tr- a shot at. I'm sure, Just and he'll still throw super- under this bus. You yes, know, exactly. So if you look, if you go to the there's a podcast called Blockbuster. I highly recommend it. Uh, I talked about it before, but it talks about how George Lucas and Steven Spielberg like you know created the blockbuster genre mm-hmm. martin scorsese plays a role in it because martin scorsese uh uh ron howard and a couple of other people were part of this kind of group this this group of that went up through college together with coppola and uh, you know kind of trained by coppola and i'm only bringing this up because this, today there was an article where spielberg and and lucas their friends talked about what they think the future of cinema is and they think it's VR. They think the studio system is going to implode and VR is going to take over. Ooh. Um, Don't tell James Cameron. What I love, what I love is that James these, Dean 2.0. These people who come from the same era of filmmaking, 
the same school of filmmaking are kind of feeling like the wacky uncles yeah to the stuck up dad that is scorsese yeah and i, 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 feel I just feel like why why can't you all just be like that i mean i it, there are times where i'm looking at ray player where i'm like this is directed by the same guy who directed schindler's list spielberg definitely has a sense of humor when, about all this yeah yeah well s- well s- that's the thing spielberg i think recognizes that movies can be a- everything that they need to be they yeah. can be heartfelt dramas or they could be fun action movies spielberg and spielberg and lucas have created some of the best best quote-unquote theme park films and they are literally in yeah. theme parks too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But th- there's nothing. E.T., Star Wars, mm-hmm. Raiders. Like, come Man, on. St- uh, see, th- I understand Star Wars Episode Nine, him ragging on, but Star Wars is an independent movie, basically. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. George Lucas, made that in the middle of the desert, and half of it was like shitty. And the editors saved that movie, and it turned out amazing. So, like, that's as indie as you get, right? You should really listen to block, which to Martin Scorsese didn't even believe in at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, because he Ugh. showed, because Lucas showed a cut to Scorsese and a bunch of other, his yeah. other friends, and yeah, now he was like, no, this is terrible. Yeah, he's just he's he's an old he's an older guy. He has a, he's set in his ways like big. He doesn't care about big explosions. He cares about people uh, talking. I which will is say fine. that I I still. Oh, it, we didn't talk about the Michael Bay movie. Who cares? <laughs> um, what what really bothers me under all this is that subtext that like it just feels like I'm upset that more people aren't seeing my movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's all it really comes across as is that like I'm grumpy that. People, everybody will go see Avengers Endgame, but people aren't seeing my movies, and I blame them for put, put putting me out of theaters. And it's like they didn't, though. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino didn't. made money. Clearly, there's a, there's a market for these things. And you know what? Honestly, um, however you feel about Joker, like that that that's like a Martin Scorsese movie, basically. By so, the way, I didn't realize. Oh yeah, that Martin I mean, Scorsese it's like copying two of his movies. Yeah, so. but Martin Scorsese was attached as a producer on that film. He was, and not anymore. Yeah. Which was that's, right. that's why I bring it up because like he could have been involved, but I think just the fact that it's based off a comic, he like actually I don't want to do this. Yeah. When really like that is a that is a different good comic book movie that's not the Marvel standard. You know what? It could, just well, from you saying that right, it reminds me of a Stan soapbox that Stan did back in the sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the back of one of the Hawksbox books. Oh yeah. Of when people make fun of you, because a lot of people, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people, the ones the snub noses when they look down on us because we like comic books. Snub, snub You're correct. Yes, yeah. they and Stan Lee wrote a thing of saying when people look down on you. It's like, aren't books art? Aren't uh, films art? Like, it doesn't matter what type of art it is as long as you're enjoying said medium. This is, yep. n- that is exactly the kind of thing that Borden Annoyed said on their episode talking about this. I'm paraphrasing them, but they basically said this is no different than the FU nerds that you get when you were in school and yeah. into this stuff. Yeah. This is just Martin Scorsese's version of being a bully. Internet bully. He's mm. being a bully to to people who like these things. I gotta and be that's honest. that's all it is. I gotta be honest. I thought this conversation gonna go a completely different way i didn't know you guys felt the same way i did yeah um oh, yeah so he he said at the very end of his little article that there's worldwide audiovisual entertainment and there's cinema separating those which is stupid they still overlap from time to time but that's becoming increasingly rare and i fear that the financial dominance of one is being used to marginalize and even belittle the existence of the other for anyone who dreams of making movies or is just starting out the situation at this moment is brutal and inhospitable to art and the act of simply writing those words fills me with terrible sadness that isn't true blumhouse everything exists 
824 is nothing but original cool shit. You want to make art? Look, it's not that hard. You can still go make something on your own on a shoestring budget on the same level that Martin Scorsese would have done some of his earliest stuff and put it on YouTube. You can be your own creator. There has never been a more open gateway to be able to express yourself and Martin Scorsese is just absolutely ignorant of all Do you think Martin Scorsese thinks that like YouTube short films are, are considered film? 100% he thinks they're stupid. Yeah, so I'm just like, I think he's just like, after a certain, I'm just cutting everything off after uh, drama movies. That's yeah. all, it's all movies should be. That's why I feel like too, a lot of people look down on movies like comedies. They look down on sci-fi thrillers. They look down on on horror films. If it's not the Oscar trying to, uh, trying to uh, Oscar Grunin drama movie, F everything else. That's silly. And I hate that view. Silly Sally's. Every film, I, every film should be art. Just, be it drama, be yes. it documentary, be it sci-fi, be it fantasy, Anything. be it whatever the frack you want it to the be. Whole, the whole concept of pretending that cinema is somehow some different term from any other kind of film is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. ro Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Don't even get me started on like he probably doesn't like any of the good animated films that have come out. In the I was past just about to say that. I was just oh. about to say that. Are you going to tell me that Kit Bull's not art? Because I will fight you. Right. Yeah. He doesn't care. Uh, and that's Moana the thing. Is like is- all of this was him responding to like people's backlash about his comments. He's like, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me explain. I have a rich white man perspective, and you got to understand that I just think all dramas are art, and everything beneath it is stupid. Just yeah. get that. Can't you guys understand? I would I would argue that Robert Downey Jr. put put as much effort into Iron Man the role as he did in The Judge. Yeah, he actually he was on Howard Stern. Uh, Howard Stern has been asking everybody about this question. Like he had Paul Rudd on, and Robert Downey was like, uh, "Like I, uh, Martin Scorsese is clearly like a genius. Um, I'm in a bunch of Iron Man movies. I think that's your answer." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn right." <laughs> like of course he's like, "Of course it's cinema. Yeah. You go to the movies, don't you? You can see him on the big screen, don't you? They're cinema." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, it really just feels to me, end of the day, there's this there's this just upset of, like, I can't get over the, the notion that it's the, I know I'm repeating myself, but the, the idea that, like, um, I'm being shoved out and people aren't, more people aren't able to see my films, but what I really care about is the individual artist being able to execute his vision. So as long as you get to do that, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So you got to do that with the Irishman, so why are we, why are we crying about it? You even it? got into the theaters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are we Why are we crying about I it? If you got to do it the way you wanted I, to do I it, I definitely think it involved like the last movie made silence. Uh, uh, literally nobody saw that movie. That was a big budget. That's why no one funded the Irishman. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, nobody saw that movie. Uh, people liked it, but like that thing was slept on hard, and I'm sure it came out around another superhero movie. So he's just like, everyone's gonna go see this movie instead this of my like boring a, silent movie. It's like the director of Battleship. Also, can we he, stop? Can we also just stop pretending that Martin Scorsese has never like shelled out or like made a mistake in film because he was the blowfish in Shark Tale? Yeah, we always. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely you right. Really needed a new boat. <sighs> yeah, I forgot he was in Shark Tale. I honestly got forgot about. I bet that. he does too. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure he. he does. I think Bill Murray forgets. He's acting a little bit like the director of Battleship when ba- when the director of Battleship was like, "Hey, when I was asked, hey, why do you think your movie flopped?" He said, "Oh, because mm. of Avengers." No, you made a shit movie. You made a movie called Battleship. Yeah. Come on, dog. Did anybody see that movie? No. I did. Oh, I did. I did see that. I forgot about it. I watched it on Stars years after it came out. Real quick, the ending uh, involves a bunch of uh, 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 retired veterans. Real. Real retired retired veterans getting on on an actual battleship. Because the battleship- Not just any battleship, the USS Missouri. There you go. You saw it? No, I know the ship. Oh, you just know, but you. Well, I didn't you know, know that was in the movie. No, I did. I did see that movie. I didn't see the movie in theaters. Okay. I saw it on Stars years after it came out. Oh, I saw it in theaters. I wasted money, yeah. yeah. But anyway, they could use the battleship because like it, the aliens can't detect that sonar because it's like an old ship. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the old people gonna save the day. The alien 
missiles were shaped the, like the, the darts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hey, it's it's not as bad as Transformers Two. I'll tell you that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's that's the high bar I set. Anyway, yeah. I, Sorry, I, um, Marty. I love Martin Scorsese. Just want to be clear. I don't think any of us are saying otherwise. I'm definitely going to see The Irishman. I'm really excited yeah, for absolutely. it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, I, re- I remember being it just freaked out by Shutter Island. Shutter Island is a great movie. He also made a documentary movie. about Bob Dylan on Netflix earlier this year, by mm-hmm. the way. It, it just sucks when someone of his caliber, someone, someone that you admire, says that the thing you like is below him. Yeah. When he Doesn't turns matter. out to think you're a lame nerd, yeah, yeah, I'm already used to that for, for liking for liking other things. It's like yeah, I, I get it. You're you're a film snob. That's fine, but don't belittle other people for liking um, his for liking if, other. If films. Martin Scorsese watched this kind of show, he'd be a fan of Big Bang Theory. Yeah, uh. he's the he's here's the thing. He he's he has earned his place to say he has earned his right to say whatever he wants. Yes, yeah, really, he has. He is he's he has done no. more for for film. Than a lot if of there's a Mount Rushmore, he'd be on it. Yeah, a film. Uh, he has shepherded a lot of POC actors and directors and creative people, and without any credit, which is a cool thing about him. Yeah, he just loves to, much like Mel Mel Brooks, which I just recently learned. Mel Brooks funded a lot of like produced a lot of movies in the '80s, and he just he took his name off the credit because he just wanted to get him made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. No, like yeah. definitely some cool stuff. I still stand by nothing. Nobody, nobody is justified in getting to say that one kind of thing is art and another thing isn't in the film genre. That is fair. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I don't absolutely. care what you did. I don't care how much you've done for film. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gets to invalidate other people's creations in the world of film and say they aren't art because they're not the things they like. Yeah, I agree. True statement. I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. Feeling yeah. good. Feeling All dandy. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to our book club then. Let's get sad. McClunky. Black sad. McClunky! No! Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, time now for our book club. McClunky, take it away. All right. I'm doing uh, the Black Sad Volume 1 collection as it was released in America, which contains the first three stories of this comic. It is created by Spanish authors Juan Diaz Canales and Juanjo Guarnido. Uh, Guarnido being the artist and Canales being the writer. Um, this is super dope. I really enjoyed this. I did too. Uh, this had come across my my way a, a little while ago, and I'd made a note of it, and I was trying to think of what to do, and I'm like, oh man, I really want to do that. Right, let's pick that up. Um, this is really cool, and I love this. Uh, so this is Black Sad. It's the first three stories. Um, John is that his name? John Black- John Black Sad, um, and. It's uh, basically done in this the crime noir f- crime noir style, but um, there's this interesting like a uh, piece at the beginning where they describe like why they're made to look like animals, and it's like there's a big difference between when you're um, having animals behave like people and when you're just having people that happen to look like animals. Yeah, and this is the latter of that, and I think it's really really cool. Um, the art's insanely cool. Yeah, uh, this is. This might be my favorite book club of the year that, that we've done. Yeah. I love this book. I, this, yeah. book this book is sensational. It is phenomenal in every single way. It, the art is crazy good. The writing is crazy good. Like, I'm I'm so mad at myself that I haven't read this earlier. Yeah. Me too. I was reading it and I was really bummed that I tried to get to the third story, but I couldn't get, get to it. I could only get to the first two stories. Gotcha. 
Um, it, it, we read three. It's three volumes worth of comics. So yeah. like, right? Yeah. I so I read the first two stories. I was so bummed I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I, I was really into this. So so like they're they're outside the United States. Those are all published as individual volumes. But uh, so it's somewhere within the shadows. Arctic Nation, and then um, the Red third Soul. one is uh, Red Soul. Thank you. Yeah, and I loved um, loved arctic nation there Yo. are there are more stories the white supremacist animals after that cheese boy oh my god Holy polar shit. bears and white wolves and the snow ferrets yeah they're all the kkk so i knew i love the, this tw- the twist at the end of, of arctic nation so, yeah. uh-huh. chef's kiss this is like the second page of the book yeah uh and i and i knew i was gonna love this book from the second that that uh the writing started so it's sometimes when i walk into my office i get the feeling that i'm walking among the ruins of a lost civilization not because of the big not because of the reigning disorder but because it all seems to be the remains of the civilized person i used to be Ooh. that's the Ooh. second i knew this book was dope <laughs> as hell that was page I two could not i was i forgot how much i love crime noir stories yeah i forgot how much i love that style of storytelling i forgot i love how it's a mystery and you're following along the detective hell yeah i like the whole time like when i first started reading this which was in line for Jurassic world funny enough i was like this is like a r-rated version of who framed roger rabbit yeah and as Sorry, go ahead. I, and as I was reading this, it was like this is intense. I care. I barely know anything about John Blackson, especially the first. The first story got me because it was a classic. Someone killed my old flame, and I'm gonna find out who. It reminded me of the of Marvin Sin City. Yeah, yeah. It like like did. this 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 woman gets like she, was she was a prostitute, right? Was no, she? she was a no, starlet. She was, she was an actress. Okay, I'm thinking of, the, of a different story. Sorry, yeah. okay, starlet. That's right. This yeah. is the um this is like the third time that a crime noir story has has been in my purview. Yeah, in like two weeks. Uh. Doomsday Clock has a crime noir story, oh, yeah. sure. mm-hmm. and uh, the librarian said a crime noir movie. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, crime noir is big this month. Yeah. Like as I'm reading this, if you're, I if you're watching Watchmen. It's crime. It's a like it's as I was murder. reading this, I could hear the saxophone in the background yeah. on a lowly yeah. New York City uh, building. <laughs> Not that one, but oh, sorry. The, <laughs> the weasel was such a good character. I love him. Uh huh. In the second story, oh, every like, every like, character has like he reappears in the third story. Yeah, good. Like, every ca- so ahead. the first one was a cl- I felt the first story I felt like was a great classic. Um, someone killed my lover. Let's try to find out who it was. The second was a Man. hardcore race in America thing, which I freaking loved. And the third one was also dealt hardcore with McCarthyism yeah. and Nazis and former Nazi scientists who were trying to do the right thing. You yeah. see Hitler? Like, what kind of animal is Hitler? He was a cat. He was a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, it, that that image like I don't like Hitler at all, but that was a really cool oh, image. Oh, that, that yeah. must be a reference to Mouse. Because mm. Mouse, all the Nazis are cats. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a reference in, in that way. No. Well, I mean, I got some Mouse vibes watching this. One of the things I, I really mean, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, you know, you can't do anthropomorphic animals like this and not think about Mouse. Yeah. Uh, mouse is like the most famous Actually, Mouse that. didn't go through my mind at all when I was reading it this. It was in my mind, especially through the second story, all the, throughout the second story, I was thinking Mouse. That's that's fair. I understand. That's so cool. I just didn't have that. I love Mouse. I think it's an incredible book. Um, and I got a lot of that, a lot of mouse vibes specifically in the second story. And I think, and, uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that if Hitler shows up and he's a cat, it might be a reference to that. I mean, it, it it might be, I don't know that that's really the intention. Like mouse, mouse is animated to be animals for different reasons than I think this is. Oh, sure. Um, Also his whole cabal was all different animals too. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, like there are other people that are cats. I think like it's, I don't know that that's a direct reference because like, I I think even that there are other Nazis in that picture with him and not all the Nazis are cats. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's a uniform. Oh, sure. But you know, John Black's head is a cat. I I see what you're saying. Um, I love uh, uh, Chief Smirnoff. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh-huh. the the German Shepherd. The German dog. Shepherd. So uh, uh, Black Sad gets his gets like beat up, and then like, or is it he gets in prison somehow? He gets beat up, and he uh, just yeah, he's the jail. A, he's uh, yeah. walking home. Uh, he's like just a wreck, and then they pick him up, and they picked him up because they think he's uh, like in danger. That's right. Yeah, uh, but he got beat up by a, a rhinoceros and, and a, a bear and a bear. Yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Those guys, every character looks so good. They do in this uh, in this uh, thing. So he's he's chilling in lockup. Uh, and Smirnoff comes in. He's like, "I'm out of the game, but you're not. This is my proposition: eliminate the murdering son of a bitch, and I'll personally cover your back." And Blackside's like, "Why are you doing this, Smirnoff?" And he just takes a drag of his cigarette. And he's like, "I like to imagine a better world, where even the powerful pay for their debts." Deep down, I am naive. And I'm like, "Jesus, that's so good! I know, it's so good! It is so good!" And, like, and also, I love the scene at the very end of the first story where he puts the gun on the lizard. He's like, "You know what? You need to pull that trigger." Cold blood. No guns. No onomatopoeia of a gunshot. Yeah. No, and no, just like nothing. Just the very next panel, no, no, dead body. Well, well, well. What's well, so good is because he's he's a reptile amphibian type. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, has, is, cold he blood, has cold blood, and he's like you're a cat, and it's like you know what you need cold blood and, he does and then he's just doing that smirk and then it's like if he hadn't smirked like that i might not have done it uh-huh yeah. i just love 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 that yeah. so much yeah that was really good yeah i like in the uh, second story that the chief of police there was uh, obviously I, a racist i really like the can i talk about the twist in the second story because i like i mean yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay so the twist in the second story is that the the kidnapped daughter uh-huh the kidnapped daughter was uh, f- not kidnapped by the polar bear. No, chief it was kidnapped by um the, the bird, right? Uh, kidnapped by the wolf, actually. Kidnapped by the wolf, yeah. the fox, right? Because the Arctic fox, right? Okay, it's a kind of a Godfather thing going on here. So it's, a, it's so what it is is that uh the chief the, of police in that town, the line, uh the polar bear, he uh, is being framed up because they're making it pedophile. look like he kid yeah because they're making it look like he kidnapped that little girl but really in fact that little girl is the niece of the woman who is his wife who actually is his daughter yes. yeah that really at first i was I, I and then it makes sense because she's like uh you know the drill you're not supposed to touch me because the touch of men disgusts me and blah 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 and oh god yep. just that whole twist when it was revealed was i was like what the oh my god uh i just want to real quick i want to read the speech of the the crazy polar bear guy because like i the imagery is very clear up like the second you see it but then he starts talking he's like one day the world will be once again dominated by the white race the race that god himself put on this earth to reign over the others and then on that day a great snowy blanket will cover everything and the earth will be perfect and pure white once again and like whoa they're not subtle at all i like i like how they make something out of john's small amount of white on yeah. his chin like on his face so like yeah the the black the thing when they're in yeah. there yeah with the with it and he's like you put so much as a single freckle on me yeah yeah and i will end you uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just got the gun pointed at his yeah stomach. yeah or uh-huh. even or even before when the they're at the like when the crow goes into the restaurant and they're like can't you read no it's like it's it's a blind crow yeah and then they go up to black sand and the uh, uh black sad and the weasel they're like can't you read either he look points to his little um his little um like his white goatee is white yeah yeah stuff always like isn't this enough this is it oh, yeah. okay i guess not uh we learned the weasel's name is named uh, weekly week weekly, weekly. You, but the reason is is because he doesn't change his launch he doesn't change for like a week so people that's th- that's his gag at stinky. the end of it uh-huh. yeah yeah and black said just goes out in hysterics yeah 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 um i was enthralled all the way through oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah through this same. book um 
uh we did read all i read all of it at once so a lot of it's like fading in and out sure, where sure. stuff is but like i'm just thinking of the art and like the, like the deer lady this like oh uh, all, that's, uh, like, Dinah, the the sister yeah, yeah. All, all the cold-blooded lizards like every character is so well defined and so well oh, drawn. When, she, when she meets the the widow in the in the graveyard and rips open her shirt to see the, the same black, black spark. Spark. yes yeah and it's just like oh damn because it's the reverse of the other sister who uh-huh. had it white right there yeah yeah um yeah the third one has uh this love story that happens between him and uh and this alma. lady alma yeah and um she's like uh the man uh some man will eventually take me to niagara falls and it, it does this whole beautiful bit with like him not being able to make that date oh. for her so, which and, is really something and she's staying at niagara falls in a dress clutching a newspaper saying that the professor the former nazi what killed was dead died in a suicide yeah and there's a direct a direct Holocaust mention and talked about like a monkey has like writing on his arm from when he was tattooed yeah. in the yeah. Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at a picture of like of Hitler and his cabal, uh, a bunch of goofy looking dudes. God, he has this br- great bit where he walks in on that monkey and he's watching him paint and he's like, I let him go for half an hour because I n- understand not to interrupt uh, when the fervor of I think art it was the, is taking over the I think it was the, the Russian, it was the Russian bear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Wait. monkey was the scientist. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good book. I think uh, I like this a lot. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I wanna I wanna find this artist and see what else he's done because mm-hmm. like truly exceptional work here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if you like crime crime noir uh, stories, you you can't beat Black Sad for real. Like, like, you really can't. This um, is the type of thing that like comics were made to be. Like right. this. Like I want to give this out to everyone. Like yo, this is what comics are. Just yeah. like, they're not just superheroes. I promise. Just like reading Black Sad. Martin Scorsese. Here you go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, comics yeah. are art. Look at that. Up yours. Yeah. <laughs> who was the guy who said that Watchmen? Who was the guy who said that comics are an art? Oh, I don't know. A bunch of people, wi- unfortunately, said it was that. A while back, many, too many. Yeah, it was a while back, and there was like, but like Watchmen and Mouse and yeah. Oh, it's Bill Maher. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you were yeah. an Iron Man, a movie, whatever. Get out of here. Give him yeah. Black Side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the the art it cannot be undersold. Like it is absolutely stunning. Super um, expressive faces. Oh, really captures well. really captures that that feel and that time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very much uh, drawn and colored in the art style of like the uh, the advertisements and things that you would see back during uh, the the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the the exact kind of art style you'd see on like you know buildings and and in little books like this would be what they drew it to look like mm-hmm. and this is mimicking that in quite a, an incredible way but with all these animal shapes and expressions and, and there's so many it's not just like like house cats or you know it's no. like every type Everyone. of animal you could possibly imagine like, <clears throat> like i love horses, that, rhinos bears like i absolutely love in the first story that club that the the lizard goes goes into the reptile after club the reptile mm-hmm. club mm-hmm. after he has that failed stabbing attempt on bl- uh, black sand the mammal the the rat follows him in and yeah, it's the like rap- ooh you in the wrong place yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like oh you're also I love when Black Sad says I've always had it they've, they've always said that cats and rats have a very mutual distrust of each other well that distrust is pra- kind of proven one of them breaks in your place with a gun right yeah because he shot the rat on, uh-huh. the, on his fire escape yeah yeah I think this is one of one of the best book clubs yeah yeah he's uh, so far. I, I really like the character of Black Sad he's he's complicated and difficult oh the end of the Very second likeable. story the the end of the second story when uh the little girl throws the snowball yeah. at oh, the yeah. weasel and uh they just look at each other and then he walks away yeah uh-huh. damn but all that was in the past a past that was staring back at me from the front page of a newspaper a star though nostalgia didn't shine like a star the first time i met her on the contrary her face didn't reflect anything except the paleness of fear <gasps> oh this that's is some good ass poetic writing my guys yeah. that's one of the first story wasn't it yeah 
Oh man, it was uh, well as all too. crime noir should be. It's it's uh, wonderful. Yeah. It's really it's really nice that it still reads as poetic because it was translated from Spanish. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not it was know a that. Spanish comic at oh, first. Yes. Uh, so I'm stuff. really happy that it, it, it coming to America. It's still as good. Mm-hmm. I love when the owl, the professor, Professor Liebman, oh, calls professor. him Smart Alec. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I also like kind of like how obviously the rooster wasn't supposed to be Jesse McCartney or not Jesse McCartney, um, um, uh, Paul, s- Paul McCartney, uh, Paul McCarthy, <laughs> not Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Yeah, McCarthy, you know the senator who started the Red Scare. Yeah, the Red Scare. I love yeah. the fifties. So uh, past these, there are two more volumes already published and out. Yeah, super duper. Okay, um, called Silent Hell and Amarillo. Ooh. And there is a sixth and seventh volume that were supposed to have been released in 2016 in France. Um, as of currently 2019, both volumes six and seven are almost ready to be published in France, and English translations will follow soon, but no release date has been confirmed. Mm. Cool, more black set. Cool. Who publishes these? Dark Horse. Dark Horse? America. Oh, okay. Dark Horse in America, but it, it's distributed first in France. Okay. Um, I'm still good at I'm anything else you guys want to touch on with no that? I just think I think this book's exceptional I gotta I'm, hunt these down I was really worried that I wasn't gonna read all of it uh, but I'm super glad I did yeah. um, uh, apparently uh, just real quick apparently there's been uh, work on adapting a video game we we covered it like yeah. t- like because I was gonna say how do they adapt this into something that I would be okay with because I don't want like a live-action movie or anything like no. a telltale type game is Ooh, perfect for this yeah. uh, by February 2019 the game has been in production for roughly two years. I think we might have seen a trailer. I'm going to go back. I and recall seeing uh, a trailer. Yes, the first teaser trailer was revealed in August 2018. Oh, I'm going to rewatch that after this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah, this book is radical. Yeah, uh, absolutely pick this up. Um, if it sounds at all appealing to you, you will like it. I promise absolutely. you. Absolutely. Ben, it's your book club next week. Do you know what it is? I actually do. So it's taken a hard lift turn from the hard, gritty realism of Black Sad because I enjoy fun things. I enjoy things that are nice, lighthearted. Okay, Martin Scorsese. I thought Black Sad was fun. Oh, I mean, fun, but it's not its not gritty. Like, we're all fans of Rick and Morty here, right? Yes. Oh, shit, no. I was hoping none of us was say this. No, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Rick and Morty's a fun show. I, yes, we all like and it. There's too much dead air. <laughs> I know, I wanted to just be... I got really scared <laughs> yeah, for a second. <laughs> and we also have a, a base knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons, correct? I know where this is going. Yep, because my book club is Rick and Morty Batman versus... Batman and the Justice League, the manga. I wish, but I need Ooh. the first volume of that first. <laughs> It's Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons, the first uh, four issues. Awesome. Uh, um, hey, Marty, roll a D6. There, a, second there a, one is, a second one is coming out. There is a trade. So is the trade the first four issues? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the trade is or the it, the trade is the first uh, full collection. They're doing a second uh, version of it now. Cool. So it's the first one. Hi, Rick. Roll for initiative. All right. That'll be the show for this That'll week, That'll do her. Yeah, this is generally the time where people check out. But before you check out... Check us out next week. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we know. do. Frozen two. Yep. Guess we're doing Frozen two. I we, we're never gonna let it go. Um, nope, we're doing Frozen two next week. Uh, we got some fake nerds watching happening. We got Always Watchmen. And, and just in a few weeks, we'll be releasing. Real soon, we're recording it, but we'll be releasing our Star Wars downright nerdy retrospective episode. That is coming up. It's guys. coming up. So we got to start doing our Star Wars watch. I'm sure somebody will be posting about it on Instagram. All yep. ten movies. Easy. All ten. We got this. They're Easy. all on Disney Plus. They have a solo in The Last Jedi. So they're not all in But Disney if you want to watch the old original versions, you're going to have to come to this house. Woo! Um, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. And <laughs> fake nerds watch The Mandalorian. <gasps> come soon. Yep. Very soon. To a galaxy near you. Dark Crystal will come back as well soon. We promise. We got ba- some Basement Arcade. The only thing running for Basement Arcade is Sonic Mania currently, right? For right now. Yes, sir. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check those out. Link in the description uh funko affiliate we are that guys funko store opens tomorrow oh Ooh. shit that's in right. hollywood 
You cannot use the promo code. I was going to say, can we just go in there, yell shop 10 at them? Shop 10, shop 10, shop 10, shop 10. 10% off your purchase. Just like, just like put your arm in the shelf and just run and then all shop 10, shop 10, shop 10. Shop 10, shop 10, shop 10. Use promo code shop 10 at 10% off your purchase on the website only. This is the second Funko store in America. Oh, yeah, the first one. The first one in their hometown, Seattle. Oh, Everett, Washington. Sure, that. So it looks really cool. So I'm really, I'm really excited to to go into the Funko store. Um, we have a Patreon. We have a T Public. If you guys like to make us money, please. we would love some money. Please, please, please. Uh, help keep the lights on. We only have one light left, guys. Yeah. There's only one light left. Oh my on. god. Yeah, we're down to one. Hurry up, please, please. Uh, hey, but if you want ships in a bottle, that's still there. Right? All you got to do is yeah, it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> ship in a bottle. The five dollar tier and the twenty five dollar tier. Ship in a bottle and help keep the lights on. Yeah. Um, some cool stuff coming to the help keep the li- keep the lights on thing. Yeah. Like the Terminator retrospective, dun, 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 dun. which will be up this week. I'm sorry. Dun, 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 um, it's okay. It's, it's, it's busy, okay. It's a busy week for my birthday and all. Oh, it's fair. I had a quarter life crisis. Twenty nine years old. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to be 120. That's good age. Oh, yeah. Cool. Good job, dude. Yeah. So, Patreon, help keep the lights on. We've got some cool stuff. Uh, Mithelanius will be getting on someday soon, maybe. Uh, Sparks and I are working on some new things. Everything, some, A lot of new things coming to the Fake Nerd Podcast, guys. Um, Stay tuned. All links in the description for all that. T Public, uh, buy our Fake Nerd Podcast Downright Nerdy shirt. Also, do check out all the podcasts I mentioned. Downright Nerdy Podcast, Just a Little Podcast, Bored and Annoyed. Uh, and go help out John's comic with kids. Yay. Uh, and I'll link uh, that in the description and below. His family, if you can. I will link that in the description below. I know, I know penny pinching's hard. We all have to do it. I totally understand. I just want to get the word out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it, guys. There's no show without you guys. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. There is a show without him. It would be worse, though, because we wouldn't have any music. True. Or hilarious so uh, thanks mid- for, midway things. So thanks for our McClunkies. Um, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> You can find him on Instagram, uh, Jeremy Village Keyboards. For he did our theme music and all that, and all that jazz. He has a, he has a podcast, Suburban Proctologist. Any update on sub, Subproc? Uh, I wouldn't expect anything until 2020. Cool. The future. Uh, but you can subscribe to it now on iTunes. You can find it at facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Or Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Mike Batola, thank you so much. Mike Batola, you can find him on our YouTube page now with our first ever. About a third of them. Live panel. No, he he like shows up full body sometimes. Oh, okay. sometimes. Sometimes, so there's a third of the time. Yeah, a third of the time there he's go. there. Um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. I'll link the I'll link that in the description also. Sure, so yeah. many yeah. links. I mean, I yeah, just just blast it on. Blast it go on to like. the description, guys. I I put shit in this. So many now. links. You think this was an awakening? I oh, oh boy, Ryan, All right, I yeah. have to go. <laughs> no, no, you're staying because that was awesome. Thank you. You can find him at McPatola. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. I'm at. Nope, fake nerd guys at gmail.com. If you like to get us personally, email us. McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. I'm at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Ben. You can find me on the internet at Ben Magnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also on OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com, where I'm writing articles. My latest about the legacy of Atari, according to a guy who's very upset this stuff, is now up and ready to read for your reading pleasure. Link in the description. Link pleasure. in the description. I love pleasure. McClunky. McCl- you gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is our legacy. Ryan. Guillermo del Toro wants me to throw poop bombs at ghosts while making sure I don't upset a magic baby that is tied to me who keeps sending me love messages from Hannibal. Thanks, Death Stranding. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Who is that from? Some subscribe person on to us. Twitter. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Disney Plus. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. McClucky, 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 McClucky. McClucky. <laughs>